I am just dumbfounded right now. I, I learned something today by L. Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, the podcast that we made up and gamer score doesn't matter. Nice. I am your host. You may call me Corey. And uh, with me, I have three co-hosts of varying genders and species. First, we have Big L. <laughs> um, are you assuming my species? <laughs> and you if know, so, you'd be probably right, whatever you're... Well, originally I was thinking panda, because Jeffy came to mind. Uh, nobody should be thinking of Jeffy. That doesn't really relate to you. <laughs> no, I'm entertaining. He left you? when I said there's no bamboo tray. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I you doing good, a, I'm a good part of the show. <laughs> and Kush, we have Kush here. <laughs> he threw me off with that statement. I was not prepared for him to say that. Why? I mean, he's- I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. You're a good enough part of the show. And I'm a good enough part of the show. <laughs> hey, how you doing, Corey? I'm doing doing fine. Uh, I need a haircut. Really bad, but uh, I'm I wasn't fine. gonna I wasn't gonna out you, but yeah. N- next week when the cameras are on, hopefully I'll have less hair that you can tell. Oh. <laughs> and if you haven't if you haven't recognized that laugh, we also have Michelle here. Hello, Michelle. Hey Corey. Thanks for inviting Hello. me back. That's right, Kenny. Oh yeah, we are glad to have you. I followed if you the... remember oh. Kenny. What's that? I was just gonna say I followed the Elroy model of being on a side segment last week and got myself promoted to full panel. So keep an ear out, I guess, for whoever's coming on later. Right? They might show up next week. That, that's right. That's right. That, that is a very that is a better than zero percent chance of whoever that <laughs> is. But you were starting to say about Kenny. So yeah, uh, yeah. What was I gonna say about Kenny? Who? Probably, if you are called Kenny. Hell. Taking a small sabbatical uh, for his upcoming baby. That's right. He still doesn't have a baby. But by the time you hear this, he might. So uh, definitely by next week, he will have it. So we will be thinking about him. And uh, yeah, good luck to him and his wife as they welcome a baby boy here soon. We'll have a new, we'll have a new milestone uh, next week for that. L. Don't forget the uh, that life event. I mean, I've... I don't think I've read a gamer a milestone for him in a year, so this is a good one. Well, yeah, this is the only way he can get on Brad Camp. So. Exactly, correct. <laughs> That's the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> What's not a joke oh. is our game showcase. Keep scaring That's me. That's the part of the show <laughs> where we <laughs> showcase a couple of games that uh, have been in our recent catalogs. And we're going to start with Nate this week. He's going to tell us about a Vayner. We're going to start with a Vayner and end with a Vayner. And uh, take it away, Nate. What have you been playing? Yes. So I played a game that only 74 other people on this green earth have played. <laughs> it was called uh, Green uh, G.R.E.E.N. The Life Algorithm with a 1 in there as an I. So you know this is quality. This is super serious. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a Vayner. Uh, and you, uh, you have a gun and your gun basically dehydrates things that you shoot. So, and your father made it and gave it to you because he's a genius. So you are running around dehydrating plants on this uh, planet 
and you're just basically trying to find your father. Now, the game takes place, I think, across, I'm going to say three, maybe four levels. They're not that drastically different. Uh, the controls are a little bit sloppy. Um, they're not what you would want from a you know uh, precision platformer. Not that this is one, but uh, I, I want them to be a little bit tighter. That's what she said. Um, I wish I could say this game was good. Um, oh, the worst <laughs> I'm feeling. I'm sorry. This game is not great. Uh, I'll put it that way. And um, it's it's a little bit buggy. Uh, I There's two bosses, as far as I can tell. Two boss fights. There might be a third. Um, the first boss fight is this giant worm. Uh, excuse me. I beat the worm and, uh, don't isolate that. And then I got to the next area and when, and then the achievement popped after I got to the next level and I was like, Oh, was that not the boss? I don't understand. The achievement popped way late, followed by another achievement. Uh, I should at that point have said, okay, uh, maybe I need to think about this next area. I then paused the game, turned the game off, came back the next night, got through the second area where there's a boss. Uh, that achievement didn't pop. I did not freak out. I was like, oh, okay, you know, this is just like the first boss. I then got the achievement for getting to the next area, which should come after killing the second boss, and it never popped. So um, I know at one point in time there were save issues with this game, and they released a patch. And it seems like after the patch, um, maybe they broke this achievement for beating this boss. The problem is only seven, eight people, 78 people have played this game. So I can't tell um, if you can get it or not. Um, I'm about three achievements from the end, but really only two. Uh, and so I'm going to go back in and finish the game and see what happens. I'm afraid that you might have to do this game in one sitting. Uh, it could be the fact that you're turning the game off and you're coming back somehow just kind of messes things up. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, this might not be completable any longer. Well, so I'm assuming it's the achievement for defeating Dr. Rainish. Yes, yes. Defeating Dr. Rainish. As a bright side, somebody unlocked it in December, this past December. Yeah. So unless this patch came out more recent than that... Which I highly doubt. I doubt that. It's probably it's probably one of these things where you have to do it in one sitting, or you have to do it multiple times, uh, and just kind of hope uh, that, that you don't get the, the short end. Yeah. yeah, it is a five to six hour game. Is that has that hold true so far? So far, yeah. But now that I know uh, the first level and the second level, that first level should be super fast. The second level, I'm just not looking forward to the second level. There is a maze in it. Um, and uh, you kind of have to navigate this maze in the dark. Uh, and you have like a flashlight near you. So I just didn't like it. I just didn't like that part. And I, I'm not really looking forward to doing that part again. And I have to if I'm going to beat Dr. Rainish. So uh, I would prefer to not have to do that. No, not that I think this would okay. narrow down any of your issues. But have you been playing this on the series? Or have you been playing this on your one? Have you used Quick Resume I've, at all? Yeah, I've been playing this on... I've been playing this on my Series X, uh, but mostly on my X1X. I mean, with these graphics, I think I did play it better. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this, and this looks like just bland. Yeah, well, 
Um, I, I had hopes for it. Um, Did you have hopes uh, for it based on anything other than it's a Metroidvania? Well, it oh. has. Well, okay. So it slightly reminds me of. Oh gosh, what was that? Outland. No. Uh, You're gonna need Corey to help you. A garbage. I'm going to have to look it up. I'm looking it up. <laughs> All right, Shadow so we'll talk complex. over while oh, you're wait, looking it up. Sorry. They were good, but that doesn't mean a bad version of them can't exist. Paradox I just wonder, Soul? like, I wonder a little bit sometimes with the series, because there are some known issues where there, there are problems sometimes with the series version. And I know I've seen some things with Quick Resume where, like, Quick Resume is great, but it also makes me nervous because I'm not sure if it saved right or if it might lose something. Like, I wonder if some of that might be part of what you're experiencing but i don't know like i'm seriously in the habit now of generally quitting out every game i play instead of counting on quick resume just in case i think i've mostly played this on the x1x so i don't think it was a quick resume issue and i think i may have tried it on the series x but that would have been after okay uh, i ran into this problem Uh, the game i was thinking was of course sundered um another Oh, totally. Another like Steam game, um, kind of like a PC Metroidvania, uh, and it, it reminds me of it a little bit. Although Sundered is better looking, um, it also oh, had yeah. some issues too. Um, but it I, does, I can see the resemblance. Yeah. It does yeah. have a little bit of resemblance, and, and especially when I was starting it, uh, I, I was kind of getting uh, Sundered vibes. But it, I wasn't minding the game so much. I, I was starting to learn some of the quirkiness about the jumping and the a little bit of the floatiness. Uh, and then I got to this Dr. Rainish thing and then I just, I, I'm not happy now. <laughs> so, like everything else is tainted by Dr. Rainish. Way to go. I mean, the achievement list yeah. looks very uninspired, <laughs> right? Just a whole bunch of get through the story stuff that should automatically would, pop. Yeah. I would say that none of these achievements are missable except for the one that won't pop. <laughs> yeah. Um, TA has them as all story achievements. I was actually, yes. I was like. I was kind of thinking that that's a positive yes. because uh, I don't even know if another Vayner where you just play it and you get all the achievements, most of that stuff, you have to do extra stuff, which is sometimes nice, but sometimes it's good to not worry about that. Yeah. Uh, how, yeah, I was hoping for a little more. but How long did it take for you to get the game on your tag? Um, let's see. Start a new game. Uh, so press start. Basically. Okay. So it's. <laughs> did you speak about another uh, game last week where it was a press start? to get on your tag yes. sort of game so you're yes i did have are you kidding me i can't game. remember I remember what i had you got tools up <laughs> tools, yeah, tool tools up thank you <laughs> um did yeah, you so say movie now? now i don't know oh i d- 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 don't steal my thunder <laughs> put that to the side for a second um so green the life algorithm is uh i'm guessing because it has so few gamers tracked yeah i would assume most of those people are probably review copies and things like that because it has uh on ta currently as we're recording it's worth 1700 ta which isn't super high so it seems i i know you're experiencing a glitch issue but it doesn't seem like a whole bunch of people just started it and completely ran from the game either so there must be enough holding you right. into the gameplay um well i mean it, it wasn't it wasn't that bad uh, at first mm-hmm. if it wasn't for this dr range thing i would probably say don't play this uh, unless you're a Metroidvania fan. Now I would be like, even if you are a Metroidvania fan, these are my points. These are not your points. You don't want these points. Um, <laughs> that's what I would say, basically. Now, my friends list uh, has Neo 21, Carnage, and Bill Zuminati. Imagine that. All with one achievement. 
I, so, I have I have a few more that have this game, and yeah, they all stopped at the first achievement as well, including <laughs> Mental Night. They're probably like, "Oh no, a press start." <laughs> um, I'm like dumbfounded by this game. First of all, I've said many times a good title can help make or break a game. This title's terrible. Mm-hmm. What's the name of this game again? It's called Green the Life Algorithm. It's yeah. great. But, but don't forget that algorithm has a zero and a one in the title. So Yeah, if luck. you try to yeah. put it, it in the store, I don't even mm-hmm. know. It's it's six dollars. No. You would think a game, even yeah. if it's terrible for six dollars, would have more. Well, I think it was a Kickstarter and I know it was definitely on Steam. Um, so you can find some stuff about it there. Um, um you said <laughs> so for the estimation of five to six hours, that was based mm-hmm. on Three people, two or three times. It was three people (laughs) estimated at five to six hours, two people estimated at four to five hours, and one person estimated at eight to ten hours. So that's a lot of data to go by. (laughs) Yeah, based on where I am, I'm pretty close to getting the um, the next last achievement, and I I don't know what happens after that. You have to restart Um, the game and play it through. So there's not a whole lot of videos. (laughs) It'll be eight to ten hours. There's not a whole lot of videos on YouTube. I'm shocked. Yes, yeah. I, I see gameplay. I've been tracking the price on it. <laughs> oh, yeah? I've been Six, tracking the price on it since it came out. Um, I, I will $6 pick it up is too much? again. Uh, $6 is, well, it's just like, Maze if well. I'm not going to play it now, mm-hmm. then you might as well track it. And so I'll get it if it goes on sale, but it, it's been out over a year now, and I don't know if it's ever been on sale. Uh, so I'll probably, I'll pick it up in, you know, in my lull of Metroidvania games, but I have way too many to play at this moment, but. Uh, yeah, that's green, the life algorithm. And so let's move on to a different type of game, a completely different type of game based off what I know about it. Uh, Michelle, you played more kid recently. Tell us about that. Yes. So I actually, uh, this was, this was the surprise I had planned is I needed to say one sentence about moving up, uh, moving out just to <laughs> continue. <laughs> <You too. laughs> um, I, this is actually just Kush made a point about this sort of thing, and I just wanted to raise it really quickly. I'm playing the game on Win 10 now after finishing it on the Xbox, and the controls are so much floatier on my Surface. It's so frustrating, and I don't know why. So that's it. That's all I had to say about that game, just to continue the streak of that game being mentioned uh, every week. So yes, let me talk a little bit about Morkred. So this is a Game Pass game. It's in the puzzle genre. Um, if you've seen people playing this on your friend's feed on True Achievements, it's likely because they were involved in the GTASC, and there was a week, maybe two months ago, where people were challenged to finish the week with a ratio higher than a four. And at that point, Morkred was worth uh, 8,000 TA or so, and it's since dropped down a little bit to 6,000, but it's not as difficult as the ratio suggests. So in Morkred, this is one of those games that's in a style of play like Brothers. If you're playing it solo, You have one character attached to the right thumbstick, one character attached to the left thumbstick. And the hook of the gameplay is light and shadows. So the characters have this ball of light that they're protecting, and they roll it around. And the idea is it casts light, and obviously because it casts light, it casts shadows. So if either of the characters touches shadows, including the shadows cast by the other character, you lose and have to start over. So it's an interesting gameplay mechanic uh, in terms of that. And we've seen it before with Brothers. It was built for couch co-op, which unfortunately, still not really able to do at this point. And there is a co-op achievement that 
Yeah. There's a co-op achievement that if you read the solutions on TA, they're like, yeah, just use two controllers and do it by yourself. And that sounds not fun. So I'll wait to finish up the game uh, when I'm able to play. Um, But it's... Don't let the TA score fool you. The achievements in the game are inflated because it's a Game Pass game. And many of the achievements are get through this level without dying. The game has seven worlds. And to get through each of those worlds without dying is difficult. But it's not difficult if you can just press pause, quit to the menu, and start the game at the checkpoint, and it doesn't count that as a death. So that's the way to get it done. And in doing this, you also get eventually the achievement for beating the game in under 120 minutes, which I definitely played it for longer than two hours. But because the game loads nice and quick into each retry, it's really easy to get through and, and cheese in terms of the achievements. It, w- it would be possible to do a no death run it would be possible to do it in under 120 minutes but to combine the two would you would need to know the game well um but i i liked this game it's got middling reviews on ta and elsewhere but for a game pass game it's worth the price of admission and if you do have someone to play it with it, it could be a good time i don't really know how well it works if you play it with somebody else but i would recommend this if you're looking for a game to play that'll be three to four hours and get you some pretty high ratio stuff pretty easily. So you said it's like brothers Mm -hmm. and I see I'm watching a video and you have one character on one side and the other one's doing something else. And you, do you just control each of them with a thumbstick each? Exactly. Each one's on one thumbstick. One thing that Morkred does that brothers doesn't do though, is you can press a to swap which character is attached to which thumbstick. And that was really helpful because sometimes the perspective changes so instead of going up to down, now you're moving, you're, you're turning left. And so now you're going in that direction. And it was hard for my brain to always keep each character mapped where they were supposed to go. And you could just hit A and it switches which one's on which. And that, that was just a little bit of an adjustment to the brother's gameplay mechanic that I thought was well implemented and, and made it a little easier to play. Oh, this game reminds me of something and I just can't place it. <sighs> you know, in terms of aesthetic... It's got yeah, sort of like a, a limbo aesthetic because it's black mm. and white kind of deal, but it's not like limbo at all. I tell you what, hmm? it reminds me of fo- fogs, to be honest. Oh, a little uh, bit. I think you might be thinking below. I've never played below, but like just fogs in the general, uh, the gameplay sense. Like each part of your controller is one of the two characters, essentially. You know, one of the two dogs in Fog's case. And uh, and I think it's more so one of the worlds in Fogs is specifically about shadows and light. And so I'm watching them push this ball around, and uh, there's just there's a very similar puzzles like that in uh, Fogs. Yeah, what I'm seeing is like <clears throat> dark areas uh, and really far away perspective, um, and that reminds me of Below. Yeah, the game is uh, in Morkred. You're not always around the ball of light. There is a point in this story where you do lose it and it uses other environmental effects to use light so there are these slugs that come through that are lit up and you walk by the slugs and um or there might sometimes be little lanterns you pick up so it's not all related to that but generally if you find videos on it because it's just from the beginning portion of the game that's what you're going to see so there's some variation in the gameplay there are also these hidden murals you have to find uh including one behind a waterfall nate right good stuff so nice (laughs) it was uh but and that's how the Mm. the achievements there's one that's really easy to get for losing right away 
and the rest of the achievements are these hidden murals that each level has a specific task you can do. So there's one for there's one level where there are these like feet on the ground. And when you walk by them, they lift up because the feet cast shadows. So you want them to lift up so you don't wind up in those shadows and you have to tickle all the feet for one of the achievements. So each stage has a stage specific achievement. So the list is a good list. The list is well designed. And I think that's one of the strengths of the game, actually. Um, but you will need to play it twice and you will need to play it once in co-op. So your mileage may vary. And local co-op only, you said, right? Local co-op only. But since you're, even when you're playing in single player, you're controlling both characters just on one controller, you would just be holding two controllers instead of the one because there's no other. Okay, so you'd probably just go a little slower then. Right. So you wouldn't mix your, if you were doing co-op on your own, you wouldn't mix that with your 120 minute run. But if you're taking your time, you can get through it on your own if you wanted to. I'll tell you one thing. I'm watching the video and, and two things about it. One, it looks like there are so many checkpoints in these levels. Mm-hmm. Like, they are not far apart. So that, that seems to be helpful. And the, the other one, it looks like they're popping pimples <laughs> in some... I don't know where they are, but... I, I actually... It looks like they're inside something. I believe that's a level called The Meat. And uh, there's an achievement for popping uh-huh. 50 pimples in the meat. And, and the... Oh, well, there you so, go. So the, the pimples are these... They, they rise out of the ground and eventually they burst when they get large enough. But as they come out of the ground, you can't roll the ball over it. So you need one of your characters to be controlling the ball and the other one to be running around popping the pimples in front of it so it doesn't push the ball <laughs> off the track. But Interesting. you picked it up, so I guess that makes sense. Hmm. Maybe what I'm thinking of is in some of the uh, Lara Croft games, there's definitely parts where you have to roll a ball like this onto switches. You mean Something the, the isometric view ones, the Guardian of Light yes. and Temple of Osiris? Yeah, there's a yes, lot of those ones. ball rolling puzzles, and and yeah, you'll you'll get that sense of the me- of that kind of mechanic. But you're controlling both characters, and and they do individually affect the physics of the ball in in the game. So you have to be mindful of which way they're. It's frequently easier to have one character push the ball and have the other one just kind of running alongside it than to actually have both pushing it. But sometimes the momentum matters. So you need both characters to push it together. So you would need some Twitch skills to some degree. <sighs> because there are so many checkpoints, as Corey noted, there's, that's not really that big a deal. Uh, th- there are a couple of sections where the characters are split up and you might need to do something. But generally, if you're struggling with a checkpoint, and you're going through it over and over again, you're overcomplicating it. I had that happen a couple times where I was trying to access a button and the way I was going about it was just way above what the game wanted. It was just like, no, 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 you only have to walk like two feet instead of a hundred. So just, it really, you don't really need Twitch skills. Um, They could be helpful at points, but the checkpoints will help you with a lot of that. All right. Yeah, for especially for a Game Pass game, I would completely recommend checking it out if you're interested in sort of physics-based puzzle games, light and shadow kind of thing at all. A playthrough will take you honestly probably three to four hours at max, um, and you'll be able if if you want to follow a guide, you can, or you can do it naturally once and then play through the second time real easy. You want those no death achievement again, really easy to make that work too. All right, and that was more cred, not more cred as I originally <laughs> called it. Uh, on Game Pass. So, uh, well, I'll go ahead and showcase my game. Uh, I, <laughs> if you remember, I'm warboating, right? And um, Patrick, I, 
I put on my Warboat list uh, pretty much all Metroidvania games and then a couple of games that had one achievement list and one physical game. And it, it pulled my physical game. And the idea behind it is, you know, if I, finally, I just need to play these physical discs and get, get them off the, the, the physical shelf as, as well as my virtual shelf. And uh, this game I've been wanting to play for a while, or at least try it out, because I know nothing about it other than the cover art. And the game I'm talking about is called Black Sad Under the Skin. And it's a very peculiar name and peculiar looking game. You play <laughs> as Detective Black Sad. He's a cat. And he wears a trench coat and he's a detective and you're trying to solve a murder well you're trying to solve a death because um, there's you know there's questions of suicide or murder all that fun stuff <laughs> but the entire world it's it's in america they reference america but the entire cast of people even the extras that are walking around the streets are animals and so i'm talking with gorillas and cats and dogs and whatever else animals you could think of um uh i think i think there's even a raccoon and he's like uh weasley or something you know something like a weasley raccoon or something he's taking pictures so that's why you bought this game i I bought it because again the cover of just a cat in a trench coat (laughs) 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 I, I i had no no other ideas about it it if you look on ta it's a 50 dollar game 49.99 and it has it's worth 5,500 TA almost. Uh, there's just over a thousand people have started. Only four people have completed it. This cat smokes. It is. He does smoke. This is very <laughs> 19, I don't know, 30s kind of feel. They're smoking in a the hospital. They're, my last achievement in the game <laughs> that I've got, which is not very far in, is for buying cigarettes from the nurse in the hospital. <laughs> uh. Anyways, it's so this game, Black Sad, um, I, I got it on sale in for on digital i've never seen it on sale physical so uh, i only got only spent 10 bucks on it which is another reason why i got it but it's a telltale like game oh where so it, you would probably not have expected this and i didn't either at first um but you are solving a case um and, and you do that by talking to people and gathering clues and being a cat comes into play because as you're talking to people in the conversations you'll have, instead of responding as an option, one of the options will be to use your cat senses. So you could see stuff in the distance while you're talking, hear something going on, or smell something. Um, somebody was hiding somewhere, and my, it only, I only knew that because my nose caught the scent of this other animal. So it just as an idea of how it works. But as you talk to people and as you find these things, and you're walking around looking for clues kind of deal, all of this gets written down in your journal, and then you have to take these clues and you have to make deductions based off of them. So you might have found a paint can on the floor, and or you, you might have found paint uh, footprints on the floor, and then outside in the garbage you found a paint a paint can, empty paint can. So obviously those two are connected, and you got to figure out who you know who did it. But um, it, so it's a game like that. I would have never expected it to be like that that said it is very slow um the uh, the achievement uh, the completion time on ta uh actually it doesn't look like it had it i saw it at one point it said like 40 to 50 hours um i have played just over four according to ta and that's probably right 
I have no idea how long the game is. It looks like through a walkthrough there may have been, I don't know, four or five cases. Uh, and I'm still in the first one. Uh, that was walk th walkthrough free for the most part. Just the very last bit I needed to get Warboats done. I kind of looked it up. But yeah, it's a it's an interesting game. I, I think it's done better than a Telltale, although it's a bit buggy. Uh, I think that's where the low completion percentage goes and the high uh, TA goes. It seems like, according to the forums and whatnot, a patch was released at some point and it made it completable. But there's a lot of collecting you have to do and there are like alternate endings and stuff. So I think that you'd play through the game multiple times and things like that. Uh, so it could get old. Uh, I don't really know how they're going to change it the more I play, but... Four hours in, and uh, Koo showed up. I streamed this game. It's got a very, uh, very, what would you call it? Like a jazzy uh, soundtrack that definitely goes along with the time that it's set in. Oh, yeah. And the voice acting is top-notch. It's really good. The only problem is it's just buggy, and it is so slow to load on my Xbox One X. So, so I see the achievements... Uh there are several achievements awarded for taking your first, second, third, fourth beating. Like, mm -hmm. is your character just always getting in trouble, or is, is that? <laughs> I see they're story related, so you can't miss them. But what, what's what's that you all? You can't about? miss them. Um, so, like the first one, that's like one of the first achievements you get. Like you're a detective, and this rhinoceros comes in, and uh, you have a case against him where he's cheated on his wife, and. He's like, why I oughta, and he pulls out his gun. He's like, you're like, no, no, don't shoot. You don't got to do that. We can handle this like men. And then you go into a fist fight. So there's actually combat in this game, but it's all quick time events. Okay. And uh, and and even though you kind of win, you don't really lose the fight. You it, you take your beating, I guess, and you get your <laughs> achievement. Yeah, I was getting the uh, Wolf Among Us vibes from it, mostly because you're getting beat up. Um, <laughs> Yeah, if, if I had to pick one Telltale game, it's probably the most like Wolf Among Us. Yeah, yeah, that probably is pretty good because you're, you're, you're a cop detective kind of thing in that as well. Even I jumped into the stream a little bit when you streamed it last week, and I, I had that same vibe even from the little bit I watched. But like the one thing I took away from it was, well, I didn't expect that. Like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I expected from a game called Black Sad. Uh, do you have any sense why it's called mm -hmm. Black Sad? Well, that that's your name. Oh, that's, that's just the name. That's kind of all okay. I got. Under the the, part, the under the skin part, I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, I, I I don't know. It, it's it's just it became more and more complex the more I got into it, and I think I'm past all of the tutorial bits. Um, I've 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 seen the collectible stuff. I've seen the uh, the cat senses and how you can deduct uh, things. So I think I'm, I'm past all that, but yeah, man, this game is just way more complex than I thought. And I'm kind of like scrolling through the achievements now, and like there's the, there's one for not dying. There's one for not dying nine times. I have not come across any point in the game where that is even an option. So I'm assuming maybe that's failing quick time events or something. Uh, most of the the TA, which is a lot, comes from doing all the collectibles and getting getting all the endings to the games. I wonder how long a single play lasts because it looks like the, one of the achievements is for six alternate endings. So I, I have guess... the answer. Okay. Yeah. What's Let the answer? Know. Let me know. You want to know? Mm -hmm. Okay. I've been watching a video this whole time. This game looks awesome. 
I'm shocked. Visually, I, yeah. I really love it. Yeah. yeah. The aesthetic I definitely get is great. Some LA noir vibes as well, for sure. Not necessarily gameplay, but uh, just the vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like this is just another game with a really bad name. <laughs> it just it should be called I like think it, cat I think the name or something in a social, I think the price <laughs> is a big thing too like 50 bucks yeah is a lot um, um you might get yeah. 50 hours worth of content if you do everything I don't know but well, it's a lot the video I'm looking and at I think you could probably find the disc fairly cheap the video I'm looking at it doesn't mm-hmm. take achievements into consideration of course but it says full a full playthrough is 7 hours it's a 7 hour video that's the full game mm. so I know nothing I don't. Th- I'm sure it doesn't take into consideration achievements or anything like that. But so I see that the yeah. that's dev- that's about what it looks like to me. I see that the developer of the game developed one other game. That's uh, the developer of Black Sad developed one other game on Xbox, and that's Yesterday Origins. Did any of you happen to play that one? I, I know I haven't. I have not, but oh, uh, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, I've heard that it was okay. I just wonder when did you hear like, that? It's it's hard enough for any game to sell at a fifty dollar price point that isn't a Call of Duty or something that we already are very familiar with. And I just I wonder like what the logic is. Like you'd catch more people maybe with this game because it has a really good aesthetic. It's rated at like a three point seven five on TA, which is a good rating for kind of your not typical suspects. Uh, and I just wonder if it would have well more tracked gamers. It's tracked by about 1,100 people if they went with a $30 price point or a 20 Or Or does a game that's yeah. named Black Sad by a developer we're not familiar with really not have a chance to break in if it's not on Game Pass? I think I just figured it out. Okay. If you go to Amazon and look for Black Sad, there is like a collection of Black Sad books. Oh. Like this is based off of a... I guess a, a well-known book series. Well, I'll and just... they're probably banking on that. Yeah, Michelle, how come you didn't know that? <laughs> it, well, according to the what I see here, it's a black, it's a comic book. So I'm going to turn that oh, back on you. I don't really know. Yeah, Al, how come I well. didn't know that? <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, a noir comic series created by Spanish authors Juan Diaz Canales and Juanjo Guarnido. Um. So, but it was the, this comic was launched in November of two thousand. So, it's uh, it's established, but yeah, that's very interesting. So we're all kind of learning on the fly here. Wow! Well, I, now I, I kind of want to read this comic. I see here <laughs> that there is kind of a an achievement for a false start to the game, kind of like Far Cry three. Was it three? Oh, is there or four? Yeah, I think it's Far Cry four. I, I, they all have it. They all have it. Okay. At least three, at least four and five do. Well, you can see how many Far Cry's I've played. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so Far Cry Four had like uh, you could you could basically end the game in like the first minute. Oh wow! Um, by choosing right. the wrong thing to do. Um, this game has something similar, and actually, the game I'm playing right now has kind of another funny kind of false ending. So it's just kind of funny. But I see that you didn't get it. So are you? Uh... Well, one, I didn't look at the achievement list. Okay. Um, that's a good boy. Uh, and and mm-hmm. I put it on Warboat, and Warboat gave me like the first five achievements. Uh, it actually worked out really good in terms of how much I have to play. I, I probably won't be hitting this up anytime soon. See, I'm the type of gamer that when I load a level and I'm facing the right, I always go left. Right. <laughs> I mean, yes. And the correct. achievement that I'm talking about for this game <laughs> is like the phone is ringing 
So like they start the game and the phone rings. So my natural inclination is don't, don't pick it up. Yep. Just right. like, interact with everything and else. And yeah. There's an achievement for doing that. And I, I see that you are not that type of gamer, Corey. Well, I didn't know. Now I well, want I know, to. Well, I, 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 I know, but I didn't know. But like, I would just sit there. I'd just sit there for a minute, and I would wait, and I'd see. I, mm-hmm. I also like to see uh, idle animations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like to wait uh, yeah, for the idle animation. Yeah, to, to know exactly. Okay, no, no, no idle animations. I feel like this I, is... I definitely did it in Far Cry 5, because I knew Far Cry 4 had it, but I did not okay. expect... I would. I don't think about that when, when, that, when I hear that. Okay. I feel like this is the year where Corey's going to learn to to treat these games with more patience. I feel like that that rush to just get them done as quickly as possible is sort of abating a little bit, and and you, you'll pick up some of these ways. Maybe. You can't yeah. hang out with with these guys for so long and not pick up a little bit of it. Uh, one more quick news <laughs> that said that <laughs> achievement for not doing anything is like a two point five ratio. <laughs> <laughs> there just aren't so, enough olds yeah, playing yeah, so. these games. I just noticed something funny. Uh, there's a TA article saying uh, Black Sad accidentally releases early. Um, Microids urges players <laughs> to wait for a day one patch. So that's embarrassing. But uh, there's a funny thing that TA article says, oh, the cat's out of the bag. So I thought that was actually pretty clever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe under the skin refers to this lovely saying uh, two ways to skin a cat. More than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Anyways, yeah, Black Sad, it's really unique. If, if any of that sounds interesting to you, a kind of Wolf Among Us vibe, but with animals. Well, I guess to your animals and Wolf Among Us, but <laughs> looks better, in my opinion. And you like those kind of things, check out Black Sad. And like I said, physical, you'll probably find it way cheaper. I got it at GameStop for like 10 bucks. Don't pay 50 for it. One more, one more question. Okay. Do you see yourself going back to it now? Um... Probably not soon. Unfortunately, it's a little it's a little slow for me. I can see like if, if you enjoyed these type of games, that's what you played all the time. You could do that. I can't even play Telltale Walking Dead without mm-hmm. thinking that it's too too slow. And I don't think that's really great for this type of game, especially one that you're following a story and you have to keep track of clues and whatnot. I will probably pick it up when it comes on some kind of contest. Um, or I can't really imagine myself getting bored of what's out there to just pick it up mm-hmm. and play. So I'm, I think it's probably going to sit there until something tells me to play it, unfortunately. But that just becomes with, uh, that comes with my, you know, my rush, my rushiness <laughs> of not, uh, not waiting. Something else I can wait on though is playing a way out with J Black, which I'm very sorry, J Black. We have not played that. L played it though. L, can you tell us about a way out and when you play with jables it's called <laughs> a way out there you go <laughs> you've learned something from me Corey. i'm glad you've learned yeah so speaking of uh waiting for a game to show up on a contest uh <sighs> well first of all i mentioned last week and the week before and the week before that a chewy championship uh chocolate challenge this month was to Play games that shared co-op achievements. So Michelle and I decided to play games that are only playable in co-op. And Warboats, I believe we both got a way out. If you are unfamiliar with a way out, it is co-op only. And it is split screen. But even if you're playing online, it is split screen. 
which is cool because you could see what's happening to your partner at the same time. So you could see his, you could be having conversations with NPCs at the same time. All kinds of cool stuff. So you can play as either Vincent or Leo. Uh, both have very different personalities. It's just, it's by the, speaking of brothers, I believe it's by the, the dude who made Brothers. This one has slightly more of a budget. This was a big EA title. Yeah, unfortunately, Michelle and I started it a couple of years ago at this point. Let's see. 2019, yeah. And I think even though you could play it online, we played it in couch co-op anyway. And just we stopped playing it and we never got back to it. But finally we did. And of course, it was like less than an hour before we got all the achievements. So like, what were we waiting for? I don't know. This game is just very artsy. It's just fantastic. Great story. Great personality. Good graphics. Just very clever. I can't. Yeah, I can't I really recommend like this game that enough. You can see the other person's screen. To be honest, that's that you just don't see that ever. No, you don't. It's a big hook of it, I would say, and it's on EA Play as part of Game Pass now. So there's really no reason to play this, especially if you're in our community. I know some people might be still looking to play it. Just ask. I'm sure someone's been waiting to play it. They might be a little shy. Just someone will play with you, and you'll have fun. I think one of the fun elements of the game in some way is there are frequent moments where you have to choose to do things Leo's way or do things Vincent's way. Uh, Leo being more brash and, you know, let's just knock this security guard out and Vincent being a little more subtle, like, you know, let's just wait for him to leave the elevator and clo- you know slowly walk out to the right. And uh, you can tell something about the gaming type of the person you're playing with because you can see which side they try to pick before you agree on which one uh, you choose to go for. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's almost a shame. Kill them that, all. <laughs> it's almost a shame that the list doesn't encourage any kind of achievements that say, do everything Leo's way, do everything Vincent's way. So you can, so you have that uh, motivation to play both sides. And, and as is the case with brothers, as will likely be the case with Hazel Light Studios' upcoming game, um, it takes two. You don't have it to. It takes two. You don't have to finish the game to get all the achievements, uh, which is a shame. But it's funny you should say that. Tell me why it's <laughs> because so funny. I played this game with Matt. <laughs> I played this game with mm-hmm. Mattism mm-hmm. uh, because it is like a couples month. Um, mm-hmm. So he and I went Aww. and did some co-op stuff. And we played exactly one game, and that was this game. Uh, and all the achievements in this game are, well, most of them are for doing fun things that are kind of out of the way. They're not main storyline. Uh, none of them are main storyline, but um, as far as I can tell, everything else is just for funsies. Uh, it used to be when the game first came out that you had to play the game through twice. Uh, and Really? Uh, they changed that. Yeah, oh, I don't so remember they that. It. They patched that out. Uh, so now you can basically get everything uh, without having to play through twice, which I thought was interesting. Um, that is interesting. I, I mean, I probably shame. wouldn't want to play this game a second time, but uh, and there are two endings too, um, depending on your choices at the very end. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. The OCD in me wants to like always see everything that that happens. So maybe, maybe we'll run through it again as as the other character or throw a YouTube on or something like that. It's it's sort of the I mean, end. You do have to take different actions based on your choices. So yeah, there, there probably is more content to see than mm-hmm. what I saw. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's, I mean, it's wonderful that the game pops achievements for both players. So long as they own the game, remember one of the hooks of a way out is that 
it only requires one player to own it in order for two people to play it, but only the person who owns the game gets to get the achievements. Um, that said, it's almost a shame in some ways that it doesn't have host-only pops, because that's the kind of thing that encourages you to go and look at it another angle, because we're so motivated by achievements instead of just enjoying what's really an incredibly solid game. Like, I, uh, Corey, did you... So you didn't play, right? Because you haven't started with Jables yet, and and Kushu we've, finished. We've played a little bit. Okay. A couple, few levels or something. I don't know if you share this sentiment, uh, Kush. L, I think you do. That scene in the hospital, <laughs> like the way the camera moved and changed angles and bounced from one character, that was awesome. Like just the cinematic presentation of the game in that particular stretch is one of like, just my favorite sequences in a game I've seen in a while. Yeah, I like Hazelight, man. I cannot wait for um, It Takes Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just do interesting things. They sure do. They pretty Not famously. Hmm? Go ahead, Al. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll finish. Well, they. I think they. Pretty. Uh, they've been pretty upfront about the fact that there weren't really a lot of takers for Brothers when they developed that game, and EA sort of uh, was the one that gave them an opportunity to develop a way out. And it's <clears> good <throat> that they did because it's it's really a great experience. I'm really looking forward to It Takes Two. I was going to make two more points. One is that the walkthrough on TA is fantastic. You could just glance to see which chapter uh, the achievement that you need is in. And if you miss it, no big deal. You can go back in chapter select and get it. Um, the, that's kind of a catch-22 because, you know, not that I'm allowed to tell people how to play or anything, but you can go into someone's game who's done all the chapters and go in and just get the achievements if that was all that motivate you and you weren't actually a fan of good games or video games at all. So yeah, go play a way out. All right, you heard it here. Go <laughs> play it. He told you to. Or a way out. Or a way out. All right, moving on. In an attempt to uh, speed things up and keep this on track, let's go through our last ones. Lickety Split. Michelle, you played a uh, another puzzle game. Surprise, surprise. I know, another puzzle game on Game Pass. So Wilmot's Warehouse, which I frequently call Wilmot's Warehouse because my speech <laughs> is lazy, I guess. So I will probably use them interchangeably uh wilmot's warehouse is a puzzle game where you are organizing items in a warehouse it sounds like it would be terribly boring but there's some really relaxing quality to it you play as this one by one square named wilmot and as you proceed through the game you get items that come into the warehouse and your job is to organize them when you have breaks in between deliveries and then at the end of every delivery phase, there's a phase uh, at the end of every stock phase, pardon me, there's a delivery phase where you have to deliver those to the uh, people asking for items. The game has over 250 or over 200 items in it. And most of the achievements are for getting certain groupings of items. And because it's RNG, you won't be able to finish Wellman's Warehouse in one playthrough. It will require multiple playthroughs. Uh, the first playthrough will take you five to six hours, it might take you less, but subsequent playthroughs will take you two to three as you're not going to be as concerned with really sorting everything in the warehouse neatly. You're just going to be keeping your eyes out for the items that you need. Um, Insofar as the achievements, there are 32 in the game. Nine of them are story. You're going to get them just for going through. There's one achievement to buy a pair of uh, overalls or dungarees in the shop. Completely unnecessary, but that will, you're going to need that to get the achievement. And then the rest are for finding these groupings of items. And through your first playthrough, you're going to get a couple of them. One thing I would recommend, though, 
the game was out on Steam, so there are guides on Steam with the different groupings. Some of them are obvious. Find winter items. Okay, if you find a snowflake, you know it's a winter item. Some things, though, like find the four Galapagos finches. I don't know. So I, it was helpful to find something <laughs> that already had um, had a picture of what items count. Also, four things related to England. You know, the, the, the little jar that looks like a jar of maybe paste didn't necessarily strike me as an England item, but it was. So definitely use those things. Uh, but I, I would recommend this very highly. It was a really good, like, play it for a half hour or so at the end of the day. If you have a sort of OCD brain about organizing things, it's going to scratch that itch. Um, and and the game play, again, once again, it's pretty short, very easy. You'll figure out better strategies. And as we're trying to make this quick, I won't go into all that. But certainly, we can chat about that in Discord. But I highly recommend it, especially as a game play, uh, game pass game. Uh, Wilmot's Warehouse also has inflated ratios, so don't get scared by those. Just go in and enjoy the organization. It also starts with a W, not that that, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, why, why would you say that? I don't know. I, I, like, I like letters. Right, especially letters that are double used for no... Alliteration. Oh, that's true. It is alliterative. You know what else is alliterative? Mahjong Mobile. Ooh, oh, yeah. Nicely done. So, uh, you know what? I'll Spoilers. just talk about the game I played then. Uh, since that oh, yeah. happens to be the exact same game <laughs> I played. Does it really? Oh, oh why not? Wow. Dink. Uh, so, I played Mahjong Mobile, which I just learned was a game yesterday. Um, <laughs> uh, downloaded it on Android because there was a TA article or a tweet or something. I don't know. It just came to me. Uh, and it's Mahjong. And it's on your phone. Uh, so, yeah. That's pretty much what it is. But I wanted to basically use this as a time. And also, it doesn't tie into any achievements you may have earned on the PC version. I was hoping to pop it open and just get like that endorphin rush of just like <laughs> things just popping left and right. And that didn't happen. So instead, I had to uh, ruin my eyesight uh, because I am old. And uh, I spent an half an hour to an hour playing this game. And then I tried to look at the world around me and I couldn't see anything for like another hour. Um, so that's great. I need to play this on a tablet or something. Um, but that's just, you know, old people stuff. <laughs> I wanted to use this also as a way to segue into, hey, uh, if you like Microsoft casual games, you best get a move on. Uh, because a lot of these things, pretty much all of them, all the old ones, are shutting down on April 5th, 2021. That's this year. That's this April. And that includes Microsoft Minesweeper, Microsoft Mahjong, uh, Microsoft Minesweeper Win 8, uh, Solitaire Collection, Sudoku JP, uh, Treasure Hunt, Ma Mahjong Win 8. Did I already say that one? There's a bunch of... Yeah, there's <laughs> Windows Phone too. Sorry. Uh, Solitaire Collection Win 8, Jigsaw Win 8, and Sudoku Win 8. So there's a lot uh, going down. They also didn't mention Bingo, but that is going down as well in this article. So yeah. I'll be playing a lot of casual games. And it's fun. Uh, you know, some of that stuff is difficult. Some of that stuff is hard. Uh, I don't know of any uh, Mahjong solvers because they would uh, not be possible. So you are going to have to work for this one. So wait, this right. Mahjong Mobile, is it a Microsoft casual game or is it something? It is a Microsoft casual game, which is why I'm surprised you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those. But you're... Is this one shutting down too, or this is not? I'm no, just, I just want to make new. sure that I'm completely clear. No, this, this is brand new. This, this is, is not, not shutting affected. down. This, yeah, this is brand right. new. Okay. It's the, uh, so the Mahjongs that are shutting down are the Windows Phone version and the Win 8 version. Most of the things that are shutting down in April mm -hmm. 
are Win8 versions. Okay. This is, for all intents and better purposes, the UWP version, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, they just came with the Solitaire and the Ornaments. This is... Now they've done Mahjong. I was just thrown yes. off by their changing in their, their naming structure. Every other one's been Microsoft Sudoku, Microsoft Minesweeper, Microsoft Mahjong. So this one's Mahjong Mobile. It's called Mahjong by Microsoft. Parentheses yes. mobile. How dare they switch <laughs> the... Throw order. another monkey wrench in there. If they <laughs> triple triple uh. M. <laughs> Yeah, and the reason you just heard about it was because it's been out for a bit, but the achievement list has been embargoed, mm. and uh, I guess it finally came out. So that's why it just came out this week. Nobody has the, you know, well, actually, I'm looking now. Yeah, there's somebody's some... done, you know, at least one daily challenge every day for months, so you know they're cheating. Dirty, dirty cheaters. Hey, now. <laughs> Wasn't me, you? yeah. Guys, 16 people have. <laughs> not ignoring things at all and Oosh. looking to find this on my store while we continue. So, yeah, if you're looking to uh, play another game on your phone for a year and be disappointed when you don't complete it, there you go. Microsoft. No, no. Mahjong by Microsoft. There yep. we go. Oh, and if you're playing bingo and you're trying to beat the deadline, make sure that you're playing the most advanced level that you can get to because you get the most XP. I have not played in a while and I wasted a day uh, doing that. In the very first level, France. Bingo. Oh, France. Oh, I've been oh, doing that, too. Uh, I haven't played in a <laughs> month. I was like, why is my XP not moving at all? And I was like, oh, wait a second. I'm in France. France. Now, Michelle mentioned something earlier when we were talking about a way out and how it's good when you have host-only achievements because then it forces you to play a game a second time uh, in a different way. Elle, did you play any game that's kind of like that? Wow. Your segues are off. On par with Kenny's. That's not fair. And, oh, come on. That's and by fair. on par, <laughs> I mean pretty bad. Well, I wanted to I, I wanted to I, bring it out then, but it was your I game. I was going to make wanna, a yeah. different segue saying, speaking of uh, PSAs and experience, uh, there was a quick announcement that Gears of War Ultimate Edition XP is back. So after that mm-hmm. campaign, uh, campaign, the uh, letter writing campaign that I started, <laughs> I guess they listened and... Uh, Xbox One and Win 10 versions both have XP working again. So, Michelle, we need to get back to that at least a little bit. 2024. Add it to the list. Uh, yes, the other co-op game that is made just for co-op is the excellent We Were Here series. Uh, we Were Here, the first one was a Games with Gold. We Were Here 2 and We Were Here Together are the sequels. Not confusing at all. We Were Here 2, Michelle and I played. It's the second game in the franchise. We didn't look at the list, but it looks to be so far structured the same exact way as the first one was, where you go through the game as one person, and you get the achievements on that side, and then you have to go through a second time so you can get the corresponding achievements on the other side. And if you don't use a guy, what you're basically doing is talking through what you see, and the other person is talking through what they see, and you try to solve puzzles um, by shouting out what symbols look like and trying not to giggle when they look phallic. Or something like something else. So, does it include that walkie-talkie feature that the first game had? Uh, it does. And in the first game, if you were in party, party chat would stop working. In the second game, it says that party chat's going to stop working, but it doesn't. It still works. So, <laughs> we did not use a guy, but we definitely um, did a little cheese or cheating in that we stayed in party chat because even as it was, it took us a while to solve some of these things. So I couldn't imagine fiddling with the walkie talkie at the same time, but um, we were 
contemplating having people in the party because a lot of our friends were like, oh, we want to be in party and hear you guys fight. And then we considered streaming it, but we didn't want people to give us hints or anything like that. So we kept it private, fought on our own. We got through the first three levels in maybe, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half, maybe. But it just feels good to, to talk it out and eventually like something clicks and you're like, oh, or realistically, Michelle figures out what to do, and it's like, oh, okay, let's do this. All right, and Elle still doesn't know what to do, but I had that like, uh-huh. moment of, you know, oh, wait, this makes sense now. <laughs> well, I'm actually looking forward to getting back to this after we're done recording right now. I hope so. We're awake. Oh, then we should, uh, we should get along then. Get along and well, get along. If we want to finish out the game showcase, I, like I said, I promised you we start with the Vayner, we end with the Vayner. I, quote unquote, played Journey to the Savage Planet this week. You're going this down. Game, Journey to the Savage Planet. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it is a Metroidvania, so, so it says, and a, uh, a first person shooter and, and platformer. That's, those are the genres on TA. And you go through the game. Uh, I can't tell you exactly what you do in the game because I quote unquote played it. I didn't really play it. But one of the achievements was in a title update. And it's, it's a play on, they do a lot of like play on words and punny stuff, but they have a game mode called, called not new game plus, but old game minus. And so you have to play through old game minus mode entirely in single player. And you also have to do it entirely in co-op and skeptical Mario. Uh, he has been knocking out the Vayners this month and Journey to the Savage Planet was on his list and he just needed to do the co-op stuff. There's a few other co-op achievements along the way, including slapping each other and reviving. Um, and I said, hey, if you are willing to uh, drag my corpse along, then uh, I'll be there for you and help you get that achievement. Oh, and so you did it to so help we him. Met up. Oh, all right. I did it to help him. Totally. Okay. And... So the game has like three main areas and there's three main bosses, go figure. And you just have to get through beating all of those bosses and then doing one other thing, which is like launching your ship. And then that's the game. That's the game done, the whole game. And he needed to do that. And it was kind of more beneficial uh, to do it in one playthrough just to kind of get it done. One of the features of old game minus mode is if uh, you can save it and quit. That's fine. But if you die, all if you lose all your lives, um, or beat, or when you beat the game, your save file is del- deleted. It's no more. You can't go back to it. And so uh, you get three shared lives over the the course of two people, with the ability to get up to three extra lives. Um, I died twice, and I got a little uh, a little nervous. Hmm. So uh, we we did. I did pick up a, an extra life or two. Uh, but the game is still a very big mystery to me because I was resource farming as much as I could, which was not a lot. And Mario had done the speed run the day before, and he just knew exactly where to go. So he went, and playing in co-op doesn't change anything. Enemies aren't harder. You don't have to get more of anything. You just It's the same game. So he knew exactly what he needed to do, and he could do all of the bosses and whatnot himself. I never even saw the first two bosses, but I got the achievements for beating them. And uh, that's pretty cool. Um, the third boss, you have to both be in there. So I did uh, go in there and help him with that. But we finished in like two hours and 35 minutes. Unfortunately, there's a speedrun achievement for beating the game in under four hours. 
like I said, he did it the day before with like 15 minutes to spare. And somehow in co-op, it went so much faster, two hours and 30 minutes. And I wasn't even that big of a help. Um, so I'm guessing just the little bit of resource farming I did helped upgrade quicker. Um, but I said, unfortunately, because at the very end of the game, the, I was the host just in case, you know, that needed to be a thing. The game paused. I'm talking at the very last screen. I wasn't even watching because I was looking at the computer because it was a cutscene, And he was like, oh, I, we disconnected. Did you get your achievement? I said, yeah, I got the one for completing it, but the speed run never popped. So I'm going to have to go through this game anyways, but I will have to go through the, the speed run again as well. What I'm thinking about doing is you have to 100% it. So I'm going to learn the game 100% it, and maybe I'll be the Mario in the next situation and help somebody with their co-op run at the same time as hopefully finishing quickly. The only thing that that leads me to is a small hot take that I don't really like a lot of 3D Metroidvania games and I would question that this one is a stretch. What makes it a stretch? For me, a Metroidvania at least has to have that interconnected world. You fly your spaceship to like other planets or other like solar systems or something you can't all access it from one go that i know of i could have missed a lot of the game but from what we played we had to travel to these like three main hubs and yeah you get upgrades and you can go back and do stuff but i don't know i think i just am really jaded by 2d metroidvanias and being a purist in that sense that this one just does not fit as much of the bill so there you have it 3d games don't belong in the metroidvania <laughs> genre to me oh that was my argument for a long time too so yeah like i i see why they said it mm -hmm. and i see why they do it but like when i look at this and i look at recore i just they don't scream it even arkham asylum and it's probably because i'm hating stacks right now and i just ordered my third arkham asylum stack oh, no. And I don't really want to play it again. I already have to clean up the other ones, get all those dang Riddler trophies, and then get good at the combat. But at least that one has like a a map. In in Journey to the Tabs Planet, there's no map. You have a one of those horizontal compass bars at the top that tells you which direction you're facing mm -hmm. and if your objective is to your left or to your right or in front of you. But that's it. So I mean that that's another that's my other reason is there's not even a map for you to, to look at. Sounds like a lot of strikes against it. Yeah, so it's... I don't know. It's, it's a very weird game. I'm looking forward to actually experiencing it. But there's my uh, experience so far and the co-opness that can happen. So, so you were just... Very, uh, very funny game. Striking while the iron was hot? Yeah, you know, I'm just Be helping out community members. Oh, totally, totally. Because <laughs> from yeah, everything I've heard... Um, completion, so. From everything I've heard, this game is hilarious yeah it, it's just they make fun of stuff um they have dlc i bought it it was on sale last week for a couple of dollars off called hot garbage and like the area that you explore is called dlc one i don't know what it means but it probably means something funny uh but yeah it's it's just a very weird game uh very weird aliens that you're looking at and there's this one creature it's like eyeballs with feet and a mouth. It's really creepy. I don't know. Do you have a partner in mind? Do you have uh, 
in mind to play the game hopefully uh, I mean, real who, with? Whoever needs it. Whoever needs uh, it at the time. Like I said, I kind of want 100% at first. Cause are you going to play it by yourself? Pl- even playing the whole game with him, I have no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and so I, I, there's a lot Wonder to why. learn in the game. I mean, it is on Game Pass. I'm a little afraid that it could leave soon. Uh, I don't recall when it was added, but it is published by 505 Games. And as Kush knows, we've been cranking out Indivisible because it leaves in a few days and there's two stacks of it. And so, yeah, I don't I don't trust 505 Games and their, their game staying in Game Pass. So. All right. Well, if, if it means anything, it came to Game Pass April 9th. So if you think it's going to be it a year. It's very hit and miss. I'm looking like Bloodstains in there. And Bloodstains been in there for a while. Um, no Man's Sky, that's still in there. I don't know. It's, a 505 game is pretty big, but you never know. Uh, I, I might as well finish it. The, the thing is, whenever I start and go back to it, I, it's definitely a game that I think I need to stick with and, and just beat it. Because especially with its speedrun achievement, it, it's just going to benefit me to know the game. It's, I'm just going to have to learn it twice otherwise. So yeah, that was Journey to the Savage Planet. Uh, if you're looking for a co-op game, that might be a good one to do. All right, so let's go on to our news stories. We have a couple news stories that happened this past week. Uh, well, one happened, and then it didn't happen. And so I just want to mention it and uh, see what these guys think about it. Xbox Live price debacle. So if you've been paying attention at all, last week, right after recording pretty much, Xbox put out a statement saying that uh, the price of gold was going to increase, and so ba- basically it was going to double. Uh, they already have stopped selling 12-month cards in stores or in online stores uh, places. You can get them in stores, I think, but uh, you could essentially get a year for 60 bucks, right? Well, the new price was going to be $60 for six months. And so we're doubling our uh, pricing at that point. And man, did the internet blow up. They did not like that. Um, And so immediately the next day, uh, they put out a a reversal statement. They said that they messed up. And as as a result, they decided not to change the pricing. Uh, They turned that moment (laughs) into an opportunity. So whether that was clever marketing, say, hey, we are consumer friendly. We are going to do what you want. Uh, Who knows? But they did that. One thing that did come out of it, though, uh, I saw it as an argument, and uh, I, I don't, I don't know if it became, uh, came out of all of the uh, the blow up from the uh, you know quote unquote fans, but it's one that I think needed to happen anyways, and that is free to play games. Uh, in the past, if you wanted to play Fortnite, you wanted to play Apex, Apex Legends, you had to have Xbox Live Gold. You do well. Whenever this is done uh i don't know i don't think they gave a date it's going to be as soon as possible in the coming months but uh eventually you will no longer need a gold subscription to play free-to-play games um probably doesn't really affect a lot of us i don't really see it anybody in the community who doesn't have gold you know so but you know if, if you're double boxing then and you don't have like a home console for your all i don't know there's probably some really obscure uh, situation where that could be benefit you uh, going forward, but uh, they they went back on that and now it's it's back to what it was sixty dollars for a twelve month code when and if you can find it. Uh, so not that it really makes a lot of difference, but I'm just going to ask you guys your opinions. 
if this change had not been reversed? I think I already know the answer, by the way. Uh, would you be fine paying the increased fees? Uh, or do you think something should change with the Xbox Live services, uh, features, or pricing as it is now? Um, I'll start with Koosh. Uh, what do you think, Koosh? Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since we've seen a price increase, and we have gotten a ton of additional features. Game Pass Ultimate, uh, they've, you know, gave us the ability to upgrade to that for like a dollar or something, something ridiculous. So I kind of understand the need for prices to go up. Uh, Netflix just did it recently. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't like it. I would like for the price to go down ideally, but that's not going to happen. So, um, if prices have to go up, okay. Yeah. I mean, this is a thing I do, so I'm going to pay it. If it goes up, I'm not going to, you know, boycott and, and vote with my wallet. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, gonna wuss out and just pay the, pay the money. But, um, another funny thing, uh, Jez Corden mentioned this, uh, Corden, I think that's his last name, um, mm-hmm. on, you know, uh, Xbox two podcast, uh, other things like that. Windows central guy. Uh, he just tweeted, he's like, imagine raising prices, doubling prices on game or, you know, uh, gold. And then the very next day, having your earning call come out saying that you earned a ton of money because of gaming is doing so well. <laughs> uh, and then it's a really bad look to double the price of your service the very next day when you've just raked in $43.1 billion, uh, in the last year. So, Yeah, I definitely think they were going with the, well, we're going to raise gold. I think it was like $5 difference from Game Pass Ultimate. So people were going to be like, oh, might as well get Game Pass Ultimate. Might as well, yep. So... I don't know. I think that could have been a little related. I don't know. What do you think, El? How much is the cost of uh, play PlayStation multiplayer games? I wish I could tell you. I think you do have to pay for that service, right? I think it's sixty dollars it a year. No, play, there, there isn't a paywall on being able to play a multiplayer game on, is it on not? PlayStation. Okay. That's uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. One of the big reasons, I think, the big reason it never hit Xbox uh, is because effectively their user base would have to pay twice they would have to pay final fantasy 14's fee and they would have to pay xbox's monthly login fee it does exist on playstation because they don't have that secondary fee for multiplayer but playstation network is also kind of garbage uh compared to xbox and if you look at nintendo and you look at and you look at their online their connectivity and all that stuff there's a reason you're paying for microsoft stuff Um, well i can't speak to playing playstation But my point is that PlayStation's free. Nintendo is $20 for the year, which comes with cool emulators. $60 a year for Xbox is fair, and you're getting free games every month for anyone who gets downloads the games with gold. And I don't know. I would say there's still wonkiness with party chat sometimes and things. But overall, yeah, like you said, it's a pretty good service. But does this yeah, really I affect us? something... It looks like PlayStation has a comparable $60 for 12 months when you get PSN Plus. Yeah. Um, But I had seen some kind of statistic a little bit earlier today saying that Xbox Live has like, I don't know, 80 80 to 90 million unique users, active users, but only 18 million Game Pass subscribers. So there's definitely an area for improvement to merge those two user sets, but... Uh, anyways, uh, do you have any thoughts on this price hike, Michelle? Well, I'm I'm of a mind that, you know, I think like Kush alluded to, um, 
we haven't seen a price hike. I mean, I don't Xbox Live launched in 05. And I know Mm -hmm. I've been I've had my Xbox since 07 and I've been paying the same amount, obviously a little more now because I'm Game Pass Ultimate. What else have you engaged with in the last 15 years that hasn't had a price hike? And it, it reminds me right, very similar yeah. to the response people had when pe- when there was news of AAA games coming out at $70 instead of 60 Like, I very distinctly remember buying Final Fantasy VII for $50 in 1997. Like, what other forms of entertainment media have stayed basically price level throughout the years, including a brand new console launch where if you get the Series S, you're actually paying significantly less than you're paying for a new console. Now... I don't think they went about it the right way. Like dropping a 50% price hike, that's that's not the way to do it, right? Like I, I know here we talk about um, subway fares and stuff like that. Eventually they're going to raise it a dollar, but they're not going to raise it a dollar all at once. They're going to raise it, you know, 50 cents in the next four months and then they'll raise it another 25 cents. Um, and yes, there there is some question with this earnings call that was this week. Microsoft made big gains on uh, Xbox and on Surface products and on cloud products. Um, and I think the move is mostly motivated by trying to get more people to Game Pass. That's that's the end game. They want people to be Game Pass subscribers. And so if we're making the value of gold not significant, you're going to just jump up to this other plan. But I'm not offended by the fact that they wanted to raise the price at all like some people are. I think that it's a service that's remained price stable for a long time. And I think, too, we all know you almost never have to pay full price. There are plenty of ways to mm-hmm. get gold for less. You can do Microsoft rewards. You can do Game Pass rewards and pay basically nothing because you're always redeeming. So paying full price is a choice you make for the most part because there's so many ways to not pay that. Uh, so I'm, I'm not against them raising the price if they feel like that's something to do, but they they approached it wrong. I think we're very fortunate as gamers where we've pretty much been paying the same amount of money into our hobby all along because other hobbies definitely have not remained like if you're someone who used to watch movies once a week you're not paying now what you paid 20 years ago to go watch a movie um Mm -hmm. but you know i'm sure they'll reconsider this and eventually a price hike or a sunsetting of of xbox live gold will happen and your option is going to be game pass ultimate but i don't think that would happen anytime soon yeah i think we'd be a little bit bit away from that um in the original statement they put out they said that uh one Xbox Live is 18 years old, and, uh, and Xbox Live Gold has not changed for years in some markets. Uh, in some markets, it had been 10 years since anything has changed. So, and I think the last change, was, I think it used to be $50 for a year, like long, long mm-hmm. time ago. And then they went up 10 bucks, and now doubling it was just kind of, you know, crazy talk. But uh, like we said, that 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 never happened. So. Uh, you can forget all about it now. Well, and it winds up being good PR for them, right? Because the internet went nuts mm-hmm, and they, they said, listen, we get it. We hear you loud and clear. I mean, it's it's Microsoft. It's not a struggling mom and pop shop that's going to be worried about how they're going to deliver your games tomorrow. They'll be okay not getting double the price. But it, it's good PR to release a statement like that within 24 hours that said, okay, we get it. Wrong move. Mm-hmm. We'll move on to the next chapter. Right. Speaking of moving on to the next chapter, uh, this one game is next chapter is close closure, mm. and that game would be Gears Pop. <sighs> and so, if you haven't been in the Discord at, at all, because it has been a it was a little bit of a hot topic, 
Uh, Gears Pop put out a tweet. They have not tweeted in two months, and normally they reserve that for you know advertisement things about the game or server maintenance. It has been at least two months since they said anything, and then they all of out of the blue. They said, "We hear you, and we're thinking about achievements related to Gears Pop, and we're gonna let you know something about them soon." Um, and so, what does that mean? And so now we enter speculation station <laughs> and uh we can speculate all we want on what that means does it mean changing achievements does it mean uh free in-game uh microtransactions that you can't buy anymore uh does it does it mean that you're just out of luck you know and that maybe they they say gold's a little easier to get by 20 points i don't know what do you guys think or hope that they do with Gears Pops in related to achievements. And I'm going to start with you, Michelle. You, out of my friends list, has the most TA in this game. So I'm in the situation that a lot of the folks in the Discord are in, I believe. I'm missing, I think, two achievements in Gears Pop. And those are the achievements for upgrading one pin to its max level and for hitting uh, level 20 for your character. I have not put as much time into the game as many of the folks in the Discord have. Uh, and I just, I know how far away I am from it. And they know how far away they are from it. Uh, most people will say, like, maybe I can get a, a pin to level 20. And, and pins are the troops in the game. Uh, if you go back to the podcasts from, like, October of 2019, there was a lot of discussion about Gears Pop on multiple episodes of the show. And we discussed it at length there. So, you know... Forgive me if I, I miss a detail that you don't know if you're listening to this, but you, you get those pins and you have to spend coins on them to upgrade them. The trick with that, though, is the pins are RNG and you have to get thousands and thousands of copies of them. So you might have the coins to do it, which is a ridiculous amount in and of itself, but you may never earn enough pins. Uh, in order to level up your main character, you need to level up a whole bunch of these pins. What I'm hoping they'll do is they'll, um, I guess, sort of reconfigure the balance. Typically, if you do a, a horde in the game, you win like 400 coins or 1,000 coins. Allowing players to have more coins will allow them to have the capital in the game, the resources in the game, to hit those upgrades. So increasing the amount of coins and the amount of pins so people have a chance is is probably where they're going to go. I hope they don't do something like revert it to super easy uh, achievements. I know there are people who would like that and jump in and they get what they get, but uh, there are plenty of people who've put hours and hours and hours into Gears Pop. And for them, I hope they don't reverse course too sharply and go, well, you got to pin up to half of its max level. Good for you. Or you got your character up to level 10. Excellent. Uh, this, this will be good to bring people in now who might want to rush to the completion, but they're not going to help the game at all. They can't spend real money. So the way that seems most fair is just increasing the amount of resources you get for playing. But I don't know what their their plan would be, obviously. Right. Yeah. And at this point, they aren't making any money. They can't make any money. Right. They can't, can't spend any money on the game. Right. It's so, all deactivated. Um, it's not an so option. Koosh, yeah. Koosh, what, where are you at in this game? Where do you want them to, to take it for the last 
two, three months. I hope that they reverse course sharply and make it super <laughs> easy to get these difficult achievements <laughs> and infuriate a lot of people that put hundreds and hundreds of hours into the game. Um, <laughs> and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I don't really feel that way, but I just think it's funny to point down point. <laughs> uh, I have four achievements left to get in the game. Um, the ones I haven't gotten... Uh, well, one of the ones that is gettable is blocking the other one that I could get. Uh, and I've, I've done everything for it except for get to gold league. And now it's like really hard to get to gold league and I haven't played in forever. So it's even harder because I haven't been trying. Um, and then there's the last two, which are like, Hey, you haven't been doing anything and you haven't spent a ridiculous amount of money. So yeah, you're not going to get these. Um, all I know is that whatever they do, it's going to be disappointing. It's, <laughs> it's not going to make anyone happy. <laughs> right. Some because, capacity because that's There's what no they've way. been doing from day one is making people <laughs> unhappy and crying and f- flaming and so i think they're going to keep doing that that's yeah, where my I, mind would be yeah. i have the same four achievements that you have left in uh, an additional five uh and, and all of my five are for you know i need to finish 500 waves uh i need to do a thousand multiplayer but it's just grindy stuff right not even like impossible microtransaction stuff it's just grindy and i just never got to it while i do hope that they it would be nice to see from my standpoint it would be nice if they lowered all of these things drastically i one of the best if you can have a best server closure one of the best server closures that there ever was was marvel heroes omega they they made all of the loot boxes like one crystal which was like an in-game currency and i think they gave you like a ton of crystals if not an infinite amount i'd I don't remember, but you just opened these loot boxes after loot boxes after loot boxes, and you had like three or four weeks to do it, uh, and you still had to play a lot of the game, but it, you just kind of get that little endorphin rush for getting these uh, loot boxes, and you didn't have to spend any money to do it, and it was awesome. If I could uh, if I could have that in Gears Pop, that would be great. I would put a window on my computer, I would put Tiny Task on that loot box, and I would just quote-unquote buy loot boxes all day long. Uh, which would help with the pins. Uh, it wouldn't help with the wins or, you know, or the getting good part, but uh, it, it would, it would help in, uh, you know, some, some of those things. Uh, obviously the ones I think will be the hardest besides the, the max level stuff is that gold. If you have not got it to the highest or whatever the highest league is, I don't know if it's gold. It's gold. If you have not gotten up to that, then that's going to be tough if they do not change anything about it, especially if they, they made it easier for people to level up their pins. Yeah. It'd be ridiculous. So well, and I think that's a good way to split the difference. Like don't don't drop the one thousand wave requirement to, you know, just turn it on. Cause that still rewards the players who put time in. Mm-hmm. But the only way you're gonna allow players who've already put in hundreds of hours to actually finish these these achievements is to dramatically lower the cost. That that's the only way. There really is no middle ground. So if, if they do something like that where it still rewards people who put in the time all along because you're not nerfing the time into the game requirement, you're nerfing the, the you know, white whale, the payment requirement, that that it wouldn't make everyone happy, Koosh, so you'd still get your wish. But I think it would do a better job of, of satisfying most people. Now, you, out of the four of us, you have the least progress, uh, <laughs> although it's not much less than myself. Uh, would changing the achievements to be easier, would, would that entice you to go back? I would say yes. Is this even on your phone anymore? I would say maybe. 
<laughs> I think it is. I don't see why it's, it wouldn't be. It's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, do, do you have any different thoughts uh, other than just give me the achievements? I would say no. <laughs> oh, All right, that works. That's fair. Right, I'm actually reading the, uh, the tweet by the dev saying we'll give you an update, and people are <laughs> just the comments people are making are ridiculous. Um, I mean, I would definitely welcome anything to make them easier, of course. But, of course, that would make people that put all the work in unhappy. But, meh. What's, yeah, at this point, I kind even, of see it as a, know. it's just a nice thing they're doing because they don't have to even mention Gears Pop ever again. Why they even? They did, so. I don't think they're going to change anything, but they met, they bothered to, they bothered to, uh, they bothered to, to, tweet to make it, it known I mean, that this, they're thinking about it. Is Carnage. Carnage commented. He said, "Would be great if you made all the comment, uh, all the achievements unlock instantly <laughs> after all the struggles I've had with getting this game to load and never getting the stuff I paid for." Interesting. <laughs> is this tweet? Sure. If you look under that, uh, Chip said something like, "Yeah, I want to do as little as possible." And Carnage says, "Yeah, in fact, I just tried logging in again and and still lots on me in, so it wouldn't even oh, work." Good luck him. getting that was the uh, case. Well, I just wonder too if some of this is like upcoming PR. Like, I think I don't know, Mediatonic. I think that's the company that largely ran it. Uh, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're the ones behind this particular Twitter for Gears Pop because it's directly from Gears Pop. But uh, they might have another project that they're working on that they're getting ready to launch, and they're kind of this. This is sort of to remember when we changed those achievements, like download our next free game. So there, there might be something in the works for them too that makes this beneficial. Because, like you said, after two months of saying nothing. With now three months till closure, it's like eh, we might change the achievements. So, might be just remember you us. You don't mean Media Tonic, the gurus behind Fall Guys, who may or may not be coming to Xbox Game Pass. Oh, it's it's not according to what <laughs> in, they in say. Deleted tweets. Mm. Right, right. Remember how we changed those achievements? And oh, by the way, Fall Guys, and you no, know, everything's forgiven. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, hopefully, those, uh, at least in my opinion, I hope those in-game transactions uh, will go on major, major sale, as in free. <laughs> Speaking of sales, Koosh, do you have any browser-based window panes locked in yet? What? Sure. I have these imaginary pictures in front of me <laughs> uh, that show me games and their prices and such. Uh, and one that's sticking out to me is this game called Jagged Alliance Rage! Exclamation point. Uh, that is $6 down from 30 uh, it's turn-based strategy, and I only picked this because I wanted to suggest this for my buddy Rocker, since he liked, um, what was that one with the pig and the duck? Um, um, uh, Zero. Zero. Yeah. yeah, since you like, I think you genuinely liked that game, right? I, I did like that game, Okay, but I thought you were trolling me when you no. wrote <laughs> Pick for Rocker, because no. we've been playing Indivisible, and it's turn-based-ish. No, uh, <laughs> I, I picked this game because it reminded me of Mutant Year Zero. It's cheap. I thought maybe you'd want to just look at it. Uh, and if, You know what? If you look with at it... your recommendation, I will. Well, uh, I've played it, so I don't know anything about it, but from the look of it, I think you might look at it and see what you think, and maybe other people would as well. A game I have played uh, is Rogue Stormers. I've talked about it before. I think I've recommended it before, and I'm going to do it again. It's $4, down from 20 It's a roguelite platformer running gun, and I enjoy this game. Uh, I haven't played it in a very long time, but why wouldn't I? I would I would go back and play that if a contest made me or, or told me to do it. Uh, our buddy uh, Skeptical Mario has completed it because he loves roguelites. 
Uh, and he's got a lot of score because of this game. So you might want to check that out. Uh, if you don't care about completions, uh, I'd like to mention or point out Titan Quest. Uh, maybe you're the type of gamer that wants to complete every game that has the word quest in the title. Uh, or, you know, get gamer score in those games. So mm. maybe you should check this out. Do we know anyone uh, like that? $12 down <laughs> from... I know one person like that. Uh, if <laughs> you... <laughs> Expovos, Kronos, however you want to say it. Uh, $12 down from 30 It's an action RPG. Role-playing dungeon crawler. It's 80 to 100 hours. Uh, it has DLC. And the DLC is where you'll find two unobtainables. One per DLC. Uh, and in a related note, uh, the DLC is also on sale, which was very rare previously. Now it seems like every two months it goes on sale. And those are Atlantis and Ragnarok, and they are $13.99 each, down from $20 each. So that would be, uh, you know, using my maths, that would be uh, $28, basically, um, if you're going to buy each one of those. So not a huge deal, but the fact that these go on, have gone on sale is maybe something worth mentioning. Okay. 80 to 100 hours with unobtainables DLC. Yeah, Sounds glorious. If you don't care about uh, completions, maybe this is for you. I love a good uh, dungeon crawler. So If you don't care about completions, you're probably not putting 80 to 100 hours into the, uh, this game. But Maybe you like to play with other people. If you, uh, Who if likes you to play with other people? You might not be having fun. Oh, oh boy. No, tomato, tomato. All right, fine. Let's play it, Michelle. No. Okay, great. So, <laughs> um, Do you have any uh, sales sales requests of the peoples this week, Al? Uh, yeah, I took up the mantle this week of the uh, zero to one hour games. If you're the type of person where $5 is just way too much, but $3, sign me up. Good old, rather like a Syrup in the Ultimate Suite visual novel. $3.24. So, I mean, I guess if you if every game was $5 and they were $3, you would, it would be a significant savings if you just wait. Uh, another Rattalika game is Night and Plus, which I've actually I've talked about on previous shows that I enjoyed that one. And, I think we all did. And that, that, that is a standout rat. It's a standout rat. It is $3 instead of 5 And And 112th Seed is an East Asia soft game. I enjoyed that one very much as well. A little puzzler for three forty nine. Not too much this week after, uh, I believe last week's sales were way better with all the bundles. I actually bought a couple of them instead of just talking. I bought stuff. I bought the Deponia games and I bought some Artifacts Monday games. So decided to get to some of those. I see sleeping in your future. <laughs> Wait a minute. What did you get, Michelle? Or what do you well, what do you recommend I, on sale? I didn't get anything, and I, I don't know necessarily that I'd recommend <laughs> them. But one of the things that I know from <laughs> listening to the show week in and week out is um, you guys recommend a lot of stuff. Kush, specifically, uh, is very on top of sales and kind of picking out games that you may not have heard of and, and, and pitching them here. So I picked a couple games that I saw on the list that I was not aware of and that, with the exception of you, Corey, I don't think any of the four of us have played. So the first one I picked was Cruise Brothers, Cruise Bros. Uh, it's a five to six hour completion, normally $4.99 down to 99 cents. It's in the sports boxing genre for those of you who like to uh, try to go up obscure sports leaderboards on TA. And uh, what really caught my eye about it was the review for the game. Because if you look at Cruise Brothers on TA, its rating is a 1.67 out of 5. 
But the snippet from the review for the game that's that's highlighted is a surprisingly deep story is cleverly woven amongst a fun fighter with unique gameplay and an awesome art style. So I don't know if this guy was playing a different game or <laughs> if it's something the where <laughs> um, Cruise Brothers has a 1300 TA score uh, over the 1000 gamer score. So I think we've all experienced this where you play a game that looks easy and then it's not as easy as we hoped it was and we begin to hate it a little bit. I'm looking at you, Spiral mm-hmm. Splatter. So I don't know if this was this person's like just went in and played it and had a great experience. His his overall review of the game was three out of five stars. So it's not like he gave it a, the full five, but that just sounds so not what I expected seeing that. So it definitely got me curious. And for a dollar, if that's your thing, again, sports leaderboards, boxing, maybe that's worth checking out. Uh, Corey, you had maybe one or two achievements in it. It looks like you you started it at least. Yeah, there's a reason I don't have more. I would not recommend it based <laughs> off that little bit of uh, Chapter 1 or Chapter 2 I played. Uh, it just wasn't good. But maybe for a dollar, though, you're almost losing money at that point. So, so you don't, don't buy it. You don't like surprisingly deep stories, cleverly woven, fun fighters, smart style? <laughs> I, I never found that. So that, 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 right. that deep story is deeply hidden. Well, you play the game on mute, so you'll never get it, so... But that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, maybe. We can't judge yeah. that. I mean, we can, but we're not going to. Uh, so the other game I noticed was We Sing Pop. And I mostly noticed this because the me of maybe five years ago would have picked this up because it's a music genre game and there are not as many music genre games these days as there once were. This came out in 2017, so it's not all that new, but it is down to $8.99 from $29.99. Just you have to be aware if you're choosing to play this, it does have two unobtainables. And from what I read from the achievement lists as I was scrolling through it, even other achievements seem to be glitchy based on what game modes you're playing. So I don't know that I would really totally recommend this, but it has a 30 song list. It is marked down, especially sometimes if you have other people in the house. It's it's fun to have these kind of games where you can just plug in and do something a little different and involve other people in your household. So it might be worth giving a look. Yeah, there is only one person I would recommend a We Sing Pop to, and that would be uh, none other than Kenny on stream. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. <laughs> we can make that happen. Because I would have to see it to, to make it worth it. But We'd have to have, we, we could make that happen. I, I looked, one thing I realized from music games kind of not being the big thing anymore, I used to know some new music. I don't really listen to the radio. You know, I, I have uh, Spotify, so I listen to the same like 12 albums that I like, but at least the music games would help me know new music. I looked at this list and unless the song was from 1990 or earlier, I had no idea what it was. So there's, there's that value to it too. Maybe I can, you know, be hip or something. Yeah. If it was me, I would need We Sing Podcasts Ooh. and I would have to, uh, I would have to use the Z to Z DLC. Hello and welcome to the Z to Z podcast, home of the Xbox Achievement Hunters and Gamer Score Junkies. <laughs> Man, it's been a while since I've heard that. All right. Well, good sale recommendations, guys. Uh, check that out. I did see a lot of THQ Nordic stuff on sale. So uh, if those happen to be your jam, like the new SpongeBob or the new uh, the remaster of Destroy All Humans, that kind of stuff is on there. Or We Sing Pop. L, tell us about the best kind of sales. Or We Sing Pop. Free stuff? Free. Yes, free stuff. The best kind of stuff is free stuff. Short of giving a sandwich with every game, this is the way to go. Uh, games with gold, January is coming to an end, so if you haven't grabbed Little Nightmares yet, 
you have until the 31st to grab it. And of course, who wouldn't want the OG Xbox game breakdown also leaving on the 31st? We still have a little while to grab Dead Rising. That leaves February 15th. The new announcement for February was interesting because usually there are four games, but I think there are five games. Gears 5 is the main event. If for some reason you don't have Game Pass and just have regular gold like the people you were talking about earlier, this is this is a great ad. Gears 5. Or if you don't plan on having Game Pass forever, now you own this. That is a good... Of course, you'd have to keep gold, that, so it kind of like... Right, that. it cancels itself out. <laughs> no, that, that's a good point. First-party Microsoft games are just weird to see as Game Pass games at this... Or as um, games with gold games at this point because of their... Yeah. They're, they're never going to leave Game Pass. They don't have right. that same fear that we have with other games that enter Game Pass. But maybe that's why they gave us five this month. This is the bonus game. Maybe not the main event. Bonus game. <clears throat> Uh, the Resident Evil remake is another quality title, February 1st through February 28th. So you have uh, <laughs> less days in the month, so you better act quick. Grab Resident Evil on February 1st. On February 16th, Dandara, the Vayner with the high TA that people seem to either really like or hate, joins February 16th. I of course dived this game while I was on while I was on Game Pass and wound up buying it. So maybe I have to start a new writing uh, letter writing campaign and try to get a refund for that one. The oh, <laughs> good luck to that one. The OG <laughs> Xbox game Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb joins February first. No one's going to get it. And actually, that I believe that spawned a conversation in Discord about. Have there ever been any good Indiana Jones games? And Kush is like, if it's a point and click, uh, then it's uh, good, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Point and click yeah, ones. Yeah, good. yeah. See, that's what they should be, right? Oh, the Lego ones. Lego ones. Lego are ones. That's true. The Lego ones are very good. They were not bad, actually. It was all downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of all downhill, Lost Planet Two, uh, February sixteenth to February twenty eighth. Is a whopping 141 completions on TA out of 65,000 people and a 200-plus-hour completion estimate. That said... Yeah, nobody's playing that. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. But I believe it's supposed to be good, though, that series. So mm-hmm. just uh, another series. Don't have time for them all, but anyone who likes that one, it's a third-person shooter. I believe it has some co-op. And unshockingly, Awu has the completion. So there. Interesting. Uh, Dan Dar makes the month for me. Uh, it's That's $15 great. That's, saved. That definitely is. FOMO did not get me that time. All right, mm. moving on to Game Pass news. Well, there's not much. Uh, the only thing there it, that there is is that Project Winter, this social sabotage like game uh, that we talked about mm, last week, uh, that was supposed to be mm-hmm. out uh, today as we're recording the 26th, it has been delayed. There's a bug in the build. And so they don't want to push that out yet. So February 4th is the new date for Project Winter. If we could get a couple more people, because I think you should probably have at least six, maybe eight, I'm going to uh, I'm going to lobby for this to be our game for the stream next week when we do our live show. Staff uh, we'll only? See if that happens. Uh, staff and other people. Can Oliver play? 
<laughs> he, he can make a vocal appearance. <laughs> okay. Um, and so that brings me to a, a new segment, something I'm trying out. So let me know if you like it. Let me know if you hate it. Um, but I, I like to look at the calendar, the release calendar. And so this is my coming soon section, and I'm calling it coming real soon. Don't I like that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Soundboard, yeah. <laughs> so uh, in the following week, uh, I'm gonna, just going to do Sunday to Saturday, the following uh, calendar week after the podcast drops, uh, I just kind of want to look at the games coming out and give you a real quick hit on them, and maybe you'll find something that you like that you did not know was coming. And so on February 2nd, Control Ultimate just comes out. Easy. That's the series version of Control Regular Ultimate People already will have it. So you just got to have a series console to play it. On Wednesday, a uh, new game comes out called Haberexia 2. This is a non-linear old-school space shooter. You get upgrades. There's boss fights. It is a horizontal shoot 'em up and That's pretty much it. You know the game at that point. Uh, like I said, Project Winter is now coming out on Thursday, and I'm just realizing that we will record on Tuesday, so that's not going to be what we play. <laughs> no. You knew that too, didn't they you? They got us again because we were going to do that with um, uh, Gang, Gang Beast. Beast. Yeah, Gang Beast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We've been that podcast will be a community, and I, I guarantee point, it. Yes. Uh, it might even be the next day, Friday, if. Uh, or Saturday. We'll see. That will be played. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. But that's that eight-person multiplayer game. Social deception, survival. You're wanting to uh, basically survive and escape. Uh, you need to gather resources and repair structure uh, repair structures. And uh, there's obviously somebody trying to sabotage you from doing all of that and uh, winning. Uh, on Friday, February 5th, we have a... Uh, I'm sorry. There's another one on Thursday called Werewolf the Apocalypse. L has a specific interest in this game. It is on his fantasy critic. Oh, uh, but this, oh wait. This, <laughs> this, is a, this is a unique experience full of savage combat and mystical adventures inspired by the famous role-playing game. Oh. Now, I looked at it a little bit today. I've played it's that It's kind of like Maneater <laughs> if it was werewolves. Uh, you're a human and you turn into a werewolf and it looks like you're just going through and uh, going through the story, going through these buildings i don't know very normally action combat game um but you play as a werewolf so there's that and that will have a xbox one version and a series version uh so two lists there oh great it's it's interesting <laughs> like i hadn't yep. heard about this game but having played the pen and paper rpg werewolf now i'm suddenly interested because i had no mm -hmm. idea this was a thing so thank you for bringing it up De definitely check out a yeah. Definitely check out a video. You, you might be surprised. Uh, it doesn't look terrible. Um, that's always a but good thing. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, right. That's the best compliment yeah. we can give something. You know, it doesn't immediately look terrible. It's like a two out of five. <laughs> doesn't look terrible. Uh, speaking of not looking terrible, Glittering Sword is a game coming out on Friday the fifth, and I'm just going to read this description straight from Steam. Glittering Sword is full with spiritual references to classical gaming brands. From the 90s, this was that was a previous sentence. From the 90s, uh, and I clicked the back button. <laughs> Jeez, amateur hour over here. All right. Anyways, yeah, and it's a shiny and balanced graphical settings helps the player to dive into the memorable adventure. Best way to describe the game by phrase: fantasy adventure set in a cozy world with Sakuban style puzzles. Uh, here, each screen is the individual location with traps, enemies, portals, and switches, and the player needs to learn the exact order of completing things the right way. 
it really like had me like it kind of looks like I thought it was a, a more of a Zelda e game at first, but then they threw in this puzzle sentence and that kind of threw me for a loop. It still looks pretty fun. If uh, if you if you like puzzle games, Michelle, mm-hmm. look at Glittering Sword. Um, it looks like like the indie game uh, out out of the week uh, out of all of these, uh, except maybe the last one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Outbreak mm. uh, also comes out Friday, and uh, specifically Outbreak: The Nightmare Chronicles. And you might be saying that's already out. Well, this is the definitive edition, and it is the Xbox Series version. So here we go bloating up the store and uh putting these quote-unquote crappy games from my perspective having a series list uh so the stacks they are coming and you're gonna have to pay for them again uh and the last one uh same day friday february 5th this one let's see if i can get somebody to be interested in it. it's called Roombo first blood it is a comedic top-down stealth action game about being a robot vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and so burglars are trying to come into your home. You could see their area of, uh, of sight so you can know exactly if they can see you or not. And I saw one of the examples is uh, to, to kill somebody. Is you were in front of a fireplace as the, as the robot vacuum cleaner. He was coming, the burglar was coming to get you and like you activated uh, like a super little explosion in this fireplace and you, you killed the dude. Or you can control a ceiling fan and it falls on somebody. I don't know. It was pretty funny. Blood goes everywhere. Then you're a vacuum. You're vacuuming up the blood. Uh, it, it looked really, it really looked really fun. So that's called Roombo First Blood. Oh yeah, I'm in on this. I haven't seen anything, but you sold me. So Man, if this well, was on Game Pass, hey, right? Because these so, are just games. You know that was my coming soon section being released. Right? These, What's that? These you know what movie that's based off, Corey? <laughs> oh no! Is it based off a movie? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's based off of a vacuum cleaner, Roomba. Oh my! Are you kidding me? You're kidding me, right? Oh, Rambo. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know you meant like the specific oh name, First Blood. Oh, I was but scared. No, I, I was scared. But no, I've never seen Rambo. So. That's okay. I, I haven't seen, seen it either, but you should have heard of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like the, the gameplay is not like Rambo, but oh, I, I'm more focused on the Roombo part. Rambo, Roombo, I get it now. I get it m- more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, just, that was this new section. Let me know if you guys like to hear what's coming out uh, really, really soon, as in the next week. And uh, and yeah, we might keep it going. But back onto track with the oh. normally scheduled contest corner. Wait, can I take us off track? Uh, and this just week, for I'm going to let Michelle. One, yes. one second. There's one game that slipped between the cracks between Game Pass release and uh, oh, upcoming release yeah. that I'm super excited for that will have launched yesterday if you're listening to this podcast on launch, and that's The Medium. I'm actually really excited Ooh. for that. Um, so I just wanted to say that I am excited for it, and I hope there are other people in Discord excited for it because it's supposed to be story-driven. So hopefully there'll be some of us who will be playing it sort of right at launch, and we can uh, probably squirrel away somewhere where we're not giving spoilers to people who aren't playing it at launch. But it just missed both cuts, so I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. Yeah, that was in the cut segment coming real, 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 real soon. So, <laughs> like yesterday. Uh, I needed like it yesterday. yesterday. So, <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, if there's enough interest in that, then I'm perfectly fine if we want to set up a, a little game club channel. We don't have to record anything, but uh, yeah, let, let Michelle know if you're interested. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but so back to 
our track here. Contest corner, and I'm going to let Michelle take the reins on G-Test this week. You are going to let me take the... Just salt in the wound. So as you know, last week I was eliminated <laughs> by 20 points, and to, or 70 points. But to be completely honest, I, I wasn't too upset. I had a couple bonuses IQs. I didn't. It was wonderful not playing to G-Task this week. But enough about last week. This week, we had two members of the community bid their farewells to G-Task, and that would be both L um, and mm. Freaky R.O. So L, how does it feel to be done with the uh, with the G-Task this year? I mean, I think I had a good run. I mean, I did amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, totally. Like, I enjoy. I mean, to be honest, I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoy G task. Mm-hmm. I enjoy playing bad games, or I enjoy like anytime I score anything and looking, uh, refreshing and looking on the, on the TA page, seeing where I am on the leaderboard. But I'm okay being out of it now. Awesome, and and congratulations. Did you try this past week? Oh, not at all. Okay. So you had already made your piece with I, being yes. done. Mm-hmm. Well, and let's keep in mind as we're going through G-Test now, I think we're down to the top 70 in individual. And there were over 2,000 registrants. And we're up to the top 22 teams this week out of 500 teams that registered. So excellent job, both Elle and Freaky, uh, for making it this far. That excellent work. And good luck to everyone who's still in the competition. If you're still in G-Task, the period 17 bonuses are as follows. For the solo bonus, we have Time Warp, and that's to end the scoring period with the exact same gamer score and achievement game as the previous period. This just strikes me as mean, but you're, so you're going to be looking for a gamer score that has better TA because whatever you did last week isn't going to be enough, so good luck to those of you still in solo. Uh, and for the team bonus, we have Now Play Nice. This is to end the scoring period having unlocked at least 20 achievements flagged as cooperative, and everyone on the team must unlock this. So if you're still involved in Chewy's Chocolate Chip Challenge, uh, I think that's what you called it earlier, L. Um, sure. And you're still working on your co-op <laughs> achievements, this marries nicely to what's going on in G-Task. Otherwise, this this one should not be too hard to do. You could play more grid and get 20 co-op achievements if you haven't done that yet, and get decent TAD. Yeah, and I just noticed, uh, I'm checking the, our account. If you uh, if you want to be tracked, then uh, you do need to friend our AH101 account. I see 10 individuals left. Uh, that sounds like a, a good shout out. So uh, Bastion Reader, High Road, uh, Elroy, Legohead, Chesno, Wakapel, Alex RD, Saucy Slingo, Triple Triad, and Ben L72 still in it in individual. And we're tracking two teams uh, with a, some, I think a combination of some of those people. Um, and these two teams are likely to at least make it to the semifinals, if you ask me. But uh, we got some strong hitters in the last stretch here. All right. Uh, we do have more contests in G-Task. Uh, Nate, tell us about your baby. Sure. Uh, so her name, um, no, uh, Gamer Tag <laughs> Challenge. Whoa. Uh, the month is January, as most people know if you own a calendar or a phone or Alexa. Um, the Gamer Tag was Death Dealers with the wildcard game of Battlefield 1, and she's more than happy to help you get that or do it for you. Uh, the bonus is <laughs> double Ds. Achievements containing a word with a doubled consonant, like battle or buddy, and achievements containing uh, the letter D are, of course, worth two points. And since it is the end of January, that means February is next. And we have rolled our Patreon uh, donors gamer tag challenge. We'll be what the fuck. And he has no oh. idea what the wild card game is. And we have no idea what the bonus is, but I'm sure we will know that in a week. 
That's but we do know you, you can use dumb. Wilmot's warehouse. Mm-hmm. What? No. You're so good oh, at, at foreshadowing. Cool. You did so well. I, I appreciate it. I mean, it, it makes sense that Fug gets the shortest months since he has the shortest temper. So it definitely makes the sense, most sense. And the least amount of vowels in his name. <laughs> yes. Oh, and the least amount of time left on Earth because he's, he's old. Now, for, for people that this are... It's an old joke, everybody. <laughs> oh, gosh. For people still participating, for the people who are participating in Gamer Tag Challenge, it must be a thrill to not have to find an E game or an I game or or whatever else. And um, these are good letters where you should have plenty of options. You, you got Gears of War coming into game or Games with Gold next month. You're, you're all set. Yeah, there should be no problem with that. And uh, looks like there's one more thing on my list: the BCM. I know a little hot take there, L, on the BCM. Yeah, we haven't talked about BCM much lately. That's uh, the Better Completions Matter. A challenge. Uh, I just really wanted to uh, take this time and uh, brag about the fact that I finished my January game, which was Halo 4, that I have been holding on to apparently since uh, like 2012 or 2013 was the last time I got an achievement in that game. So that was my random game of the month. And they just announced the random games for February. Did you see that yet, Michelle? No, I didn't. Oh, uh, I'm going to read yours right now. Unless you want okay. to. Um, we'll do that later. Um, All right. Well, I'm going to read mine then. Mm-hmm. Emily wants to play. Hmm. Good luck. <laughs> 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 so for those of you who aren't aware with Better's Completions Matter, once a month, if you're participating, you get a random game drawn for you to complete during that month. And there's a bonus for completing all of the random games. It is a year-long challenge, so unfortunately, registrations are closed right now. But uh, Iron Fist Up has been doing this annually for, I think this is the third year now. He does amazing work with all the different special categories he has in there. I, I know it's only February and, and uh, it would be a long time to wait, but people have done that and they're having a good time participating. Similar to Elle, I had a game I had shelved for a long time last in the month of January that I was able to complete. So uh, very grateful for that. So he does great work with that, Iron does. And if you're interested in Better Completions Matter, even just to hear the hype about it, join the room in the Discord. Uh, there's always conversation in that room. It's very active. And, uh, you know, again, great work to Iron for, for running it. It's, it's a lot of fun and he puts a lot of time into it. What game did you finish up again, Michelle? Uh, Burnout Paradise for the Xbox 360. Oh, yeah. So I have a, a stack now on that game, and it, it made me very sad to think I don't have any more Burnout Paradise achievements to earn. Like, I actually had a moment there when I got the last one. I was like, oh, well, this story is over. But I was really glad to get back to it and get it done. Great game, and it was it was fun to return to, and I probably wouldn't have without uh, the motivation from Better Completions Matter. Uh, it was fun watching you go from burnout to uh, Forza and messing up the controls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's um, <laughs> something we all would do in that mm-hmm. kind of situation. Ah, he's got another co-op thing for February called Lovebirds, where we're going to be teamed up with random people, people we might not even know who they are. So I believe the idea is to complete the same games that they do. So mm-hmm. those have not been drawn yet. Those will be drawn tomorrow. But he did the random games a little bit early, it looks like. Awesome. And last but not least, uh, I do want to mention Warboats. Uh, by the time you hear this, you'll have just over two weeks left uh, to sink at least one boat to get your community badge. Uh, again, that is a grid of 64 random achievements from the collection um, that you can curate to. And you just have to sink one of the boats, and they're randomly placed throughout the board. And there's a, 
uh, a ship that's two spaces long, three, four, five. Actually, there's two, three ships. Um, I'm thinking maybe on the spot here, guys, maybe in two weeks' time we can do a little warboat section because uh, it covers a lot of stuff. Maybe we can just teach tell a little experience if we have any. That um, might be a fun... I, I'm, I'm hitting it hard, so uh, I definitely have some stories to, to tell from it. Um, and uh, I heard a little joke about warboats this past week from Mental Knight, so all credit to him. This is basically, it's a little bit of a stretch here, Yar TDL. Yes, I enjoyed it when he wrote that too. Uh, That's good. um, One point of clarification, because you had mentioned last week about continuing to play past sinking a ship. And I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure that if you sink all of your ships, the grid does lock. So you want to, if you want to go for a blackout, make sure to leave something where you know it's a ship uh, space so that you're able to do that. Uh, I think that would make a great uh, segment on its own because we could easily spend, you know, a good amount of time speaking about our warboats experiences. I'm all for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I've mentioned it very quickly before. Uh, I am going to try to go for a blackout, and uh, Michelle is right. Uh, if you're going to do the same, uh, it's going to stop counting any of that stuff as soon as you hit your last boat. So uh, mine's planned out. It will be my last one, and uh, it's kind of funny. It's since it's kind of, you know, navally themed warboats, the achievement happens to be cat out of water. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. One other thing to keep but, in uh, mind, yeah. if you mm-hmm. haven't registered for warboats yet, it only draws achievements from like a 1 to a 1.99 ratio or, one point, or a 1 to a 2 ratio. So don't stress. I know some people were worried about like they didn't want to put high ratio things in there. Like put whatever in there. It's only going to draw the lowest stuff. It's like all of us have experienced is pretty clumpy. I think I have five achievements from Sherlock Holmes and the devil's daughter. I know you said Corey earlier, you had a bunch of achievements from uh, black sad. So mm-hmm. put whatever in there and just, it's, it's a good time. It'll help you clear up some of your easy games. Um, I have easy games that L recommended for sale night and plus and uh, 112th seed, both of them on my list. So it's really Ooh. great for cleaning up that easy stuff. And uh, breaking news here. We have a, uh, we won't spend a lot of time on it, but Leapfrog has ended. That is a big, big, big thing. Uh, if you recall, Leapfrog was a competition that started 130-ish days ago. And basically, you just needed to get an achievement uh, a day, and you had to increase that achievement count by one every single day. And we finally have winners. L, can you tell me those winners? I can. We have Black Blood, Mad Eye Pad Eye, Inigo Montoya 80, and Android Odd Net Nin that I just realized now, after seeing his name for a while, that that is Nintendo spelled backwards. Mm-hmm. I'll be damned. So yeah, congratulations to those guys. Four winners. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, they're yeah. More on that so, at another date. But can can you tell us briefly yeah. L why we wound up with four winners of, of Leapfrog? Uh, yes, because they decided that their mental health and uh, wallets and families and, and oh, and families and everything else were, yeah, it was not good. Sleep. They all but made comments after this that oh, I got eight hours <laughs> I sleep. It's been months. Well, congratulations to all four of them for for sticking with that. Um, that that is an incredible amount of dedication to uh, fictional points contest um but definitely respect it and their ability to stick with it that whole time and that they all agreed to bow out and nobody decided at zero hour that they were just gonna pop one more achievement so that's good nice nice agreement there by everybody 
Uh, I actually believe that they talked to Rich and he coded it so nobody could do that. Oh, but okay. I don't believe any. Yes. All those guys are standard. I think people. they're all. I yeah, think it would have been fine anyway. Yeah, it's not like the, it's not like someone like Chip was in there. He would have definitely cheated. <laughs> I know a couple of these folks so, are yeah, in Discord, and they're you know we we see them and and they're stand up people. One of these guys is actually in my Gems of War guild, so I don't know how he had the time to play Gems of War and get these eighty, <laughs> uh, you know, or eighty. I'm sorry, one hundred thirty achievements a day. I'm not familiar with Black Blood, but like they all definitely deserve to get where they got, and it's awesome that they kind of had the handshake agreement to just just let it let it ride and be done with it, and to split the winnings too. Is that how they decided to do but that? They split that. it. Yeah, I oh, believe they got. That. No, we don't. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rich is giving so, yeah, them three definitely... years each of TA Pro. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, you'll definitely hear a little bit more about those winners uh, soon, TM. Uh, but we just want to shout out them because uh, that just happened. So uh, good on you guys. Good job. All right, moving on to our favorite spot to uh, shout people out. And that is Brad Camp. Uh, as always, I'm going to start Brad Camp off with our completions. And remember, if you want to be shouted out, just friend the AH101 account on True Achievements. Uh, that's the one with all the numbers behind it. You'll see our logo. That's when you know you're in the right spot. Anyways, completions. Benel72 has completed 300 games, and Neo21 has completed 350 games. JZARP43 is at 450, and Raw Sauce Ross. Love that name. 500 <laughs> completed games. Uh, the next two, I'm just going to shout out because I want them to know in case they don't. Railbait, Toadstyle Venom. They're at 695 and 995 completions, respectively. You got five games to pick a, a big one. And, and, and Toadstyle Venom, yours is a big, big one. 1,000 games coming up. So I want to see something special, boys. And Nigo Montoya 80, one of those Leapfrog winners has completed at least another 15 games this past week. <laughs> uh, I, I think you say that every time. He's passed the 1,200 mark and the 1,210 mark. Um, so, uh, but yeah, more games. And you're going to hear his name a lot in just a second. Because on completion percentage, uh, he makes that list with a few others. Uh, everybody on this list has at least uh, 14, uh, no, more than 10,000 achievements on that they can get on their tag uh, to keep that in mind. Uh, most, the majority of them have more than like upper 20,000. So anyways, Death Dealers is at 51% completion percentage. Tosal Venom, 77. Alex RD at 79%. Yinga Garten, 86%. Uncle Tim Fu, 92%. And Anigo Montoya, all of those completed games, to over 1,200. 97% completion percentage. I hope he uses the right settings. <laughs> In ratio, Definitely. Uh, we have Icefire TN playing difficult games. Good job, buddy, with a TA ratio of 1.9. Everyone else plays baby games. In streaks, we have <laughs> Retro Chief 1969 and EOJ with 25 day streaks. We have Legohead 1977 also with a 25. Let me back that up. How about. <laughs> I'm going to read a whole bunch of 25-day streaks, which I meant to do, but there's a page break. <laughs> and our 25-day streakers are Retro Chief 1969, EOJ, Legohead 1977, Johnny Delicious, NBA Kirkland, Mental Knight 5, and Officer Zero. 
Moving on to some larger streaks, we have MDP73 with 175, Bastion Reader with 1,125, Saucy Slingo with 2,475, Blue Thunder7398 with 2,800, Big L with 2,950, and Princet is currently on a one-year achievement win streak, which is not as much as 2,950, <laughs> so my sorting algorithm needs a little bit of work. That's... D- <laughs> It, it's that's, yeah, it's good enough. Yeah, one year, but Different. that's impressive. One year, <laughs> but that first year is when you know you're in, and at some point, we'll be reading about your two thousand nine hundred fiftieth day too. And moving on to achievements one, we have Sir Polygon with eighty five hundred achievements one, Freedom Girl with nine thousand five hundred, High Road V two with fifteen thousand five hundred achievement achievements one, Northern Last got in just under the wire for this particular recording and at nineteen thousand achievements one. Red 047 uh, is at 20,000 achievements one. Ross 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 at 21,000. Ahizo at 22,500. Unky Tim FU at 24,500. And Facial LaFleur at 25,500 achievements one. Very nice, everyone. Moving on to gamer score. We have Luke the Duke 268, who is at 75,000 gamer score. Doboy is at 200,000. Quick Don't Die and JZARP43 have 600,000. And following on what was said earlier, we have someone who's closing in on a really big milestone. Uh, Prue is at 980,000 gamer score. So before long, he's going to be joining that uh, Millionaire's Club. Don't be Halo. Don't be Halo. (laughs) I hope he's got something interesting picked out. We will see. Uh, Is it my turn? My turn. TA score. Saucy Slingo has 650,000, and the Patriots suck, but at this point, everyone sucks who are not the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Tom Brady. <sighs> Freaky Row, 700,000 TA score. P-Tart, 700,000 TA score. Tropan, 900,000, um, which is just about as many Bitcoin dollars that he has. Hmm. Quick Don't Die is worth one point. I mean, is worth <laughs> has reached one point three <laughs> million TA score, and Prue with one point five TA score, which means at least I could tell him that his ratio is poop. Oh look, leaderboards. Let me go alphabetize them in my brain. There I go, and done. <laughs> Alex RD is in the top ten thousand of the TA difference leaderboard. Corey's favorite Dan. <laughs> is in the top 1,000 of the TA difference leaderboard for Metroidvania? And top 2,000? That makes no sense. We'll just, unless he played like 5,000 games. Death Dealers is in the top 20 of the Ohio Gamerscore leaderboard for management. And the top 2,000 of the Gamerscore leaderboard for management overall. Elephalet is in the top 100 of the TA difference leaderboard for Metroidvania. He absolutely loves Indivisible, and don't let anything he says tell you otherwise. Hat 90 is in the top 500 of the England TA leaderboard for sports. Sports, sports, sport. High Road V2 is in the top 500 of the USA Gamer score leaderboard. Some guy named Koshmos is now in the top 20,000 of the TA leaderboard for role-playing. Flex. Larper. <laughs> it's got to be that uh, indivisible. <laughs> That's what you are. Northern Last is now in the top 1,000 of the TA leaderboard for ID at Xbox. Quick Don't Die in the top 100 of the TA leaderboard for Battle Royale, so I guess that makes sense with his gamer tag. And Quick Don't Die is also in the top 20 of the Gamerscore leaderboard for Roguelite. He plays non-baby games. Skeptical Mario is in the top 5 of the TA leaderboard for Vayners. Wow. wow. 
that is that is just the AH101 crew, all in that top 10 over there. Waka Bale is now in the top 100 of the TA Difference leaderboard for Metroidvanias. And I guess that leads me into an Angel Waka Gway, in which he helped Kronos, J Black, and myself all in the same week complete totally reliable delivery service. Just wanted to give a quick thank you and a shout out to Waka. And Corey, the floor is yours again. I think you forgot one. <laughs> oh, a late addition to the milestone. <laughs> Let me get out my spectacles. Skeptical Mario carries Rocker Dude past <laughs> Kushmus in the gamer score in Metroid video games for USA wow. Leaderboard. That's an, an oddly specific. That is. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so some of that Metroid wow. Vania score is mine. <laughs> and uh, this. <laughs> My, my plan, Warboat's got in the way, but this is a, a preemptive milestone, just so you know. Uh, mine didn't kick off for some reason, but I hit top 10 in the USA, and Koosh happens to be number 9. By the time this podcast <laughs> is out, don't worry, it'll be rectified, and I will be passed. And I will have surpassed him again. Oh, boy. <laughs> and you're, only a hun- you're, you're only 90 gamer score ahead of me. And neither of you will have played Symphony of the Night, so you suck. What's that? I don't know. All right. All right. So um, there we go. That's Brad Camp. Normally we would end the show here, but I want to do one little thing a little different, and that is our community questions. So uh, we just want to end with a short discussion. Uh, this is our community side quest, Sean. And uh, this week it comes from Jay Black. Jay Black wants to know Do you think there will always be competition in the console space? I.e., PlayStation versus Nintendo versus Xbox. Could we ever get to a place where it's like TV, where there's one system and you just subscribe to different channels for platform-specific games? Has anybody thought about this? Does anybody have any ideas of what the future could hold? I kind of thought that this is this was Microsoft's end game already with Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't right now. You would need a, a Windows 10 based PC and obviously they have a foot in the door being Microsoft and all but that's I think that's kind of been the long-term goal for them for a while is to move away from being a console now they they have stated that they are about keeping consoles and the importance of consoles and things like that but they're getting all that groundwork ready for when that's no longer the case so I could see it happening, but I, I don't see it happening anytime soon. With the more they keep souping up consoles to be really, just as they are high-end computers specifically for video gaming, they're going to keep hitting that mark until you don't need to build a special gaming PC to game as effectively as you do on a console. But uh, yeah, I think they're already setting the groundwork for that someday. We're just we're just not there yet. Yeah, absolutely. I I I played what was it, Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night. I started that on my phone this past week uh, just to, for my warboats, and it, it was super smooth. I was able to play it uh, without much lag at all, and I could have moved to a better spot, really, if I needed to, but it was fine the way it was. Yeah, uh, Tennessee sucks. I don't sucks. know if we'll get it within the next console, system, uh, next console generation, actual box, uh, or even the next one, but I could definitely see where... Just like you said, they're laying the groundwork. The other two, not so much. I mean, I know PlayStation has a version of streaming. Uh, I, I hear it's not as great. Uh, and it's definitely not like xCloud so far. Uh, and Nintendo will never do it. 
uh, you can just scrap them from this whole plan. But um, yeah, maybe one day. I don't, I don't think it's going to be in, as Elle would say, in Fug's lifetime. But you know, maybe soon. <laughs> I mean, Nintendo already views that. their own ecosystem that way, right? Like you have the diff- the shop channel and whatever other mm-hmm. channel, so they have that sort of internally. But you're right; they're typically behind in terms of that sort of broadcasting of their stuff. But Nintendo never really needs to catch up to that because Mario will always sell for being Mario. But in right, terms of and the you other will never ones, never be able to mm-hmm. physically pay money for Mario on anything other exactly. than something that has Nintendo on exactly. it. Exactly. As sad as that is. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think you guys have all pretty much nailed it. Um, we're already seeing the groundwork for it. Uh, Microsoft is going to push out a, uh, you know, um, uh, X Cloud like solution for the PC. That's going to be the next thing we see, and at that point, it's just time for everybody else to catch up. And then it is basically what you said: it's a subscription service for exclusives. Uh, or if you care about uh, gamer score or trophies, yeah, you'll stick with that particular one but at this point uh you know being an xbox person at some point it, probably in the next year or two you'll be able to play xbox games without an xbox uh not maybe not all of them but a lot of them and you won't need a console at all uh and that is where we're headed or or a high-powered pc or a high-powered pc yeah you just need right. a high-powered internet connection, <laughs> uh, and not comcast Oh. oh, streaming caps stink. Any last thoughts, L, on Mr. Black's question? Uh, yeah, actually, for us olds, um, we had something available to us called the Sega Channel in um, 1994-ish. For it lasted a couple of years. It was most notable for having uh, Mega Man The Wily Wars. So you can get on your cable service basically a digital Genesis that you could have played. So if what? that, yeah. yeah, this was a thing. This yep. was a thing in 1994. I was five. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about this. Was really? always an innovator, right? Like the Dreamcast was the first console. I think that really dealt into like community based gaming and things like that. Like I know the PlayStation had a broadband adapter, but Sega always was innovating this sort of stuff, but they were always just at the wrong time. Like the world was not ready for a streaming gaming platform in 1994. Now, so what- so with that said, it's surprising you don't see more of this now. If the technology was there a little bit back then. I think we'll we'll learn something from how a streaming game market will work based on how Stadia performs. Um in terms no, of it's not gonna be good then. Well well in terms it's of not gonna be good. <laughs> in terms of whether other outside services can break in is is what I mean. If this is still gonna be the landscape of Sony, Microsoft, and you know, Nintendo kind of off on the side doing its own thing, and then PC, or if it's gonna be something where other um exclusive providers can enter the market. Right? Like for the long time it's long time it's been Steam, but now Epic has its own storefront. So we'll see how all of this changes and, and morphs with time. Uh, we'll get there eventually. We'll we'll be able to carry our games everywhere we go at any time. But I think console boxes will still be a thing because they're just going to be marketed as this is the best way to play. It's not the only way to play, but it's going to be your best bet. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with what you're saying. I believe they tried out some things like on Netflix, you could do Minecraft story mode, but I don't think stuff like that got much traction. Oh, yeah. I forgot I think about people that. Play, I think people want to play their video games on a video game console mm-hmm. or their phone. But we'll see where we're at in a couple of years. I think as much as they've made Hasbro games on the Xbox, right? Like you still 
really generally would prefer to sit down and actually play Connect Four with someone sitting across from you, not on your video game system. Ah. I whooped you in that I game. I am just dumbfounded right now. <laughs> Why? Oh, by I, the Sega I, channel? I learned something today <laughs> by L. Yeah, it, 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 was, um, it was real. And he's right about the Wily Wars. That was its big selling mm-hmm. point. It was many years before that came anywhere else that you could try it. Yeah. If you are curious, you can Google Sega channel. And uh, there's a link on the wiki page to uh, the web archives from March 27th, 1997. You can see the fine, fine work that Sega did to put oh together God, a website to learn you about <laughs> Sega Channel. <laughs> this is amazing. You could play legful enforcers. Wow. The incredible the, the, the catch line seems to be, get hooked in, and the font is different for each letter. So they have that SpongeBob meme font before SpongeBob was even a thing. That was like wow. a, a big 90s That's trope was crazy. cutting letters out of different magazines and whatever. Yeah. That, that was just the era. Man, uh, wow, uh, that's crazy. I can't believe it was, was a thing then. Man. All right, well, Jay Black, thank you for that question. Remember, <laughs> if you have a question, you can let us know. Start. Find us on Twitter at Achievements101, uh, discord.io slash AH101 if you want to join there. Tons of channels to keep it organized, uh, and you can opt in to see certain ones that you want to see and hide the ones that you don't. Uh, plenty of helpful people there, and uh, somebody's always there to talk to if you... Uh, you just need to vent or just want to want to chit chat. Uh, next week, live show. Big important announcement. Next week is our live monthly show. Uh, you can see this part of the podcast streamed on our Twitch, twitch.tv slash AH101. And we will do all the drawings. So that's right. Get your GTC uh, entries in for the month. That will be a winner. If you would like to sub to our Patreon, you could find us at patreon.com slash achievementhunting101, and we will draw a winner from our Patreon pool. If you are a Twitch subscriber, whether that's Amazon Prime free subscription or you want to just uh, do a little, little subscribe action on our Twitch, that is a way that you can win. We will also have a just a giveaway for anybody watching us live. So just being there will get you a chance to win something. So... If I did my math right, that's five. Five ways that you could win next week over at twitch.tv slash AH101. All right, gentlemen and Michelle, thank you very much. <laughs> Who came in? Um, I, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Who are these gentlemen of which you speak? Yeah, three Stooges thing. Anyway. You know, I like to try to keep it classy. Anyways. I thank you guys for joining me this week. Uh, That was level 131, and uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, Class dismissed. All right, class dismissed. That that too. I mean, maybe everyone will just stay till till next week. We may as well just stay on the line until next week's show. This channel will self-destruct. In 1986, a well-known arcade franchise called Rampage was developed by Midway Games. This arcade game that allowed individuals to choose between three individuals who had morphed into various different gigantic monsters and destroyed the city was an instant hit. 32 years later, The Rock decided to make Rampage mainstream again with a big picture adaptation of it. The movie finished. It is the 20th highest grossing movie of the year. Little did people know. But also in 1986, 
inspired by the events of the Rampage arcade game, Marshawn Terrell Lynch was born in Oakland, California. He was immediately dubbed Beast Mode by the way that he escaped the womb, untouched, and eventually found his way into the NFL. For the impending 35th anniversary of Beast Mode, Radaleka decided to get in on the licensing and created the game Loot Hero DX using Marshawn Lynch as a consultant on the gameplay. The end result is a game that is a fresh take on the hack and slash genre that was sorely sorely lacking in quick games. Outside of World 2 Hunting Boss, no previous entries had a completion time under 5 hours. Well, that's changed now, let me tell you. That is not a problem with this game. Other hack and slash games, you are running around looking for things to slash and hack, and then once you do find them, you hack and slash them, and then the same enemies uh, appear at least a thousand times, and you hack and slash them as well. So Marshawn took that formula and turned it on its head. When asked about the game, this is what he said. That's when it just clicked in my mind that if you just run through somebody's face, a lot of people ain't going to be able to take that over and 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 over again. They're just not going to want that. Think there's a deeper metaphor there? Run through a motherfucker face. Then you don't have to worry about them no more. The good folks at Radaleka spent at least a couple of hours dissecting this wisdom and implementing it into actual gameplay. For the low, low cost of $4.99, that is a discount, let me tell you, you too can have the Beast Mode experience. The game released mid-January, has 12 achievements, and is worth six whole tad. You start the game, and you just run through somebody's face. You just run over and over, and over, and over, and over. You just run through somebody's face. If you die, you just respawn. And then you go run through somebody else's face. Over, and over. Eventually, the enemies aren't going to be able to take it. They're not going to take that over, and over, and over. That's it. That's all there is to it. You just keep holding right on the left stick, or D-pad, and then as you fly to the right, you will occasionally need to buy some upgrades so that you can, you know, be like Daft Punk and be harder, better, faster, stronger, so that you will just keep running through people's faces. Rinse and repeat, and you'll get your 1,000 gamer score and your 6 TAD. Now, on the surface, one might dismiss this as a meaningless game, but that would be a mistake. This is about resilience. How often, when things get challenging, do you just overplan or think twice? Sometimes the answer is as simple as the path in front of you. Leroy Jenkins knew this. Marshawn Lynch knows this. And the good folks at Radaleka want you to know this. If somebody or something is blocking you from where you want to go, you just run through their face. Then you don't have to worry about them no more. Do it for beast mode. Also, go play Loot Hero DX. Do it for our sponsor, Radaleka. And witness the evolution of the hack and slash genre. One with playability that you can play over and over and over and over again. Loot Hero DX. Five out of five faces ran through. Get it now. What's up, everybody? 
So we're all familiar with Gamerscore, and I feel like it's safe to assume that if you're listening to this podcast, you're familiar with true achievement and TA difference and ratio and all those associated stats, but what about completion percentage? Whether you include DLC or not, some people love it, some people hate it. By the way, not including DLC is the right setting, but I think it's fair to assume that we all have at least one game that haunts us in this particular stat, dragging down what could otherwise be an impressive number. And that, dear listeners, is precisely what we're here to talk about. I mean, what else would you expect from a segment called Abandonment Issues? So, what exactly is this segment? Well, basically, me and my esteemed colleagues are just going to swap stories on certain games that we've abandoned and which are bringing down our completion percentages. So these can be games that were abandoned after just a few achievements or games that were abandoned near the completion, but the key here is that we don't know which games we're actually going to be talking about. We are very much going to be put on the spot and share what hopefully amounts to a funny story and isn't just, I don't know, I gave up. But before we get into that, who is this we that I'm speaking of? Well, if you read the show notes, you already know, but no one actually reads those except you, Big L. So joining me today is Southern Brer Elroy. How are you doing, Elroy? <laughs> oh, I'm awesome, man. We get to record again so soon. Ooh. This is most excellent. How long have you been saving that one since <laughs> the last time we recorded? Yeah, I, I left a couple on the on the table. I forgot to use excrement. Uh, <laughs> oh, great. On, yeah, but uh, there was a couple I left out, so I'll just leave it where they were. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also joining uh, us, hailing all the way from either Tatooine or Scotland, or I'm not <laughs> actually sure, um, but Mr. Chewbacca himself, Chewy on Ice. What's up, my man? Slash beast hairy thing uh yeah i'm all good i'm very happy to be elevated to esteemed status that's good to hear (laughs) so yeah it is me elroy and chewy obviously because we're the ones talking so like i said none of the three of us know what games we're going to be discussing but we each picked one game for each other so hopefully that's not confusing but we'll each be talking about two games one picked by each of our esteemed colleagues so should be pretty straightforward um We'll just get right into it. So with my random number generator that I pulled up, which is not random at all, it looks like Chewy is going to share first. Oh, man. All right, Chewy. It's your moment of reckoning. Huh? Hit me with it. Well, let me just say that you have a very infectious laugh and a very infectious personality. And sometimes that leads to madness. And so I decided to go with the infectious madness of Dr. Decker. This is a game that was also produced in your homeland? Wales. <laughs> <laughs> I got that uh, one. That was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, and so I thought it was just only fitting that you uh, tell us about, uh, you know, you know, what those crazy uh, lads over at the uh, Wales Game Studio, that um, what, what caused you to have a falling out with this game? Because at, at current, you have a whopping eight achievements out of 21. For a whopping 130 gamer score worth 151 uh, TA. And uh, there's a lot left on the table here. You only played it for two hours and 42 minutes. For shame. I think it's an 8 to 10 hour completion too. Mm. Tell us, Chewie. So 8 to 10 hours is, is uh, I think has been mentioned in recent podcast episodes. It's quite a long game these days, actually. In the, <laughs> yes, uh, it is. In the sea of quick completions. Um, <laughs> so Infectious Madness of Dr. Decker. Are you both familiar with this game? I have played it. I don't know about X, but I have played it. It's a visual novel, so it's on my shortlist. That shortlist just keeps getting ironically longer. 
but mm. I am familiar with them. Yeah, if, if you've played uh, if you've played Late Shift, that's Shift with an F. If you've played that, that is kind of the same concept. It's kind of like a movie. Yes, is my understanding. Kind of. Yeah, it's an FMV game where the whole game is is filmed using real people, real actors, should I say, um, uh-huh. on on movie film. Uh, as opposed to animated uh it's a weird game and it's one i quite like but it is it's quite slow basically the setup is that you are playing a psychotherapist who is picking up the patients of a predecessor who has died in mysterious circumstances and you're questioning each of these patients about their conditions and their histories but also trying to uncover what happened to your predecessor the uh, titular dr decker who's the therapist are you the therapist you are the therapist and okay. you, you i was gonna say there's gonna be some some twist at the end that the well, psychotherapist was a psycho <laughs> he doesn't know it. I don't know the point psycho <laughs> who is the rapist that that would have been yes. a good twist at the end, and it, the the hints were there all along. They just had to find that space between therapist. It's entirely possible that there is a very <laughs> very shocking twist, and I'm expecting one, but I'm not there yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm about a third of the way through the game. Basically, what you do is you 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 interrogate each of the patients slash suspects, and each of them has got like a weird condition, but they're kind of like superhero conditions. It's all kind of a bit weird. One of them thinks that he... I'm trying to remember now. One of them thinks that he like gets an extra day in the week, right? So he get, basically gets to repeat an extra day every so often and can do extra things in that day. And uh, another one... I think they can manipulate what people do. I, I, I can't remember. You sure do remember a lot about it for having played only two hours and 42 <laughs> minutes. On the thing this is, series. what you do is you have to... Um, <laughs> pick from a series of predefined questions okay much like a lot of visual novels i was just gonna say classic visual Mm -hmm. novel yeah dialogue choices however you can also type your own questions in right which is you know hilarious when you start typing silly things like are you wearing any underwear? Not that they respond (laughs) to those sorts of things. That'd be impressive if they like somehow had you know AI responses for everything. They have a lot of responses to a lot of questions, but unfortunately, those questions have to be vaguely related to. You didn't download the uh, you didn't download the soft porn uh, DLC for <laughs> that came with this. Or? No, it's, it's 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 obviously the first thing that you do when presented with. Uh... <laughs> of course, what else would you do? <laughs> Um, but yeah, what you can do is uh, type in all these questions. Um, unfortunately, you do have to reveal all of the possible responses in the game. So it is quite arduous um, and the best best done, obviously, with a guide to hand that lists out all of the literally hundreds of questions that you can ask people. I don't know if you've noticed the, the latest achievement I got on it was 250 responses. So I've asked 250 questions in the two hours that I've played <laughs> out of 10 hours. So it's quite slow going. I actually quite like the kind of concept. It's a neat concept and quite different. It's just a bit of a slog. So it's best played in chunks. The, the other reason I haven't really done much with it and the only reason I've done anything with it more than just diving it, um, which I think I did year before last, is that it is quite a good utility game. And by utility game, I mean that I tend to use it for silly contests involving alphabets <laughs> because it's an I game. And every time an I game appears on 
any of our silly challenges or contests, I tend to pull it out and play, you know, interrogate one of the new witnesses and unlock an achievement along the way, basically. And it kind of works for that because it's good to kind of come in and out of. The problem is that by doing that, I forget, <laughs> as you've noticed, pretty much everything about it in, in the interim. <laughs> Your experience with it is uh, much more in-depth than mine um, because you and I, we're actually pretty similar. We both have eight achievements in it. Um, I have slightly more gamer score in it because uh, I have different achievements than you. But Show off. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> right. Elroy with his gamer score. I'm not really uh, not really brag. bragging here because it's only by 105 points. So I have 235 to your paltry 130. But I don't have much experience uh, with this uh, game in the sense that. But if you well, let me back up. If you look at our stats, it's kind of funny because. You have 250 responses found, and that was an achievement. I have 41. You have 261 questions asked. I have 1,060 questions what asked. What the hell? And so uh, what happened here was is I thought this was a really easy game. So uh, hypothetically, of course, uh, I might have assigned this one to someone in the, the SAF uh, who I then hooked the keyboard up for and who just sat there and typed like one letter and asked that question and then asked, you know, <laughs> hit one letter and asked that question until the 1,000 questions asked uh, achievement popped. And that's about all I could tell you about it is that, um, there, that you can also you can do a shortcut on the 1,000 questions asked by just typing one letter and then hitting enter and then mm. they'll, you, you can yeah. rack And you get the, the canned response of like, I'm afraid I can't really answer that question. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's exactly. No I can't really tell yeah. you anything about that. <laughs> yeah, well, this took five hours to get that far. So, I, I... <laughs> Well, you're like halfway there then, Elroy. Yeah, there, there's probably some playing on the phone in between there. Yeah, anyway, I, so I can't really add anything to this game uh, other than what I saw from afar. So what you're saying, Chewie, is that you don't necessarily have abandonment issues. You just You're just a user. You use the game when you need it. Yeah, I'd say I'm pacing myself. <laughs> I'd say come back to me next year and it will probably been, have been completed, but in fits and starts. Yeah, it looks like you started in uh, July of 19, then you came back to it in October 19, mm-hmm. and then December 19, mm-hmm. and then May 20. Oh, March 20, yeah. and then May 20, and now... Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a little overdue, man. A little overdue. It's true, it's true. Uh, maybe if the next game attack in... February has an eye in it that will be when I come back to it. <laughs> All right. So uh moving right along. Yep. Elroy. Yes, sir. It is your turn. Uh oh, my gosh. southern friend. Oh gosh. I would like to know. <laughs> well actually let me let me this this game ticks all of the Elroy boxes. <laughs> oh god. It is by all accounts a horrible game. It is connect required, and it has critters galore. And you haven't finished it. It's it's three four hour completion. Uh, it's yeah, it just ticks all the Elroy boxes basically. Hot garbage <laughs> with a connect and critters. Um, I am of course talking about Alvin and the Chipmunks chipwrecked. <laughs> Why the heck has Elroy OMJ <laughs> abandoned Alvin and the Chipmunks? Oh chipwrecked? gosh! Oh, oh yes, this game might okay. as well be called Elroy and the Chipmunks. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, you are correct. This one does hit all the boxes. Um, as you can see, I have gathered, I've, I've collected six of the nine achievements and uh, worth 600 gamer score out of, you know, well, and 700 
TA, so you know, these are real high ratio achievements. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's not, not even different yeah. stuff. Now, okay, so what happened on this one was this was one of the ones I played in August. Uh, you'll see that there's a whole lot of dancing games on my tag from August of 2020, and Chewy definitely knows <laughs> why, because that was the genre chosen by myself uh, in my head-to-head -head battle with Triple Triad 777, who I am not... I remember about midway through this, the month, he was posting messages in his uh, TA feed about how much his feet hurt. Because, good Lord, that guy, he just... I don't, I don't remember the exact numbers. Perhaps Chewie can tell you. But he, he uh, definitely uh, took the dancing challenge very seriously. I thought that... I had enough crap games such as this one in the in the warehouse that I could uh, topple him easily. And by you, you mean the rhino, right? <laughs> yeah, well, the, <laughs> the rhino does work pretty good on several of these. Yeah, especially <laughs> Alvin and the chipmunks, because uh, all you gotta do is really start it off, just get a couple of them right, and then put the put him in the chair. So my feet weren't hurting as much as his were, I don't think. But this one I stopped because uh, all the easy achievements kind of ran out. Uh, you have to basically after the six achievements that I got, uh, you have to have stars at that point to buy everything, okay? So uh, you get stars on songs, if I remember right. I think it's, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, five, I'm kind of looking at it. You have to five-star every song. And so you have to end up getting 207 stars in order to get the next achievement that I was missing. And clearly I wasn't three-starring every game, or every song, because, or five-starring every song, because... I wasn't dancing half of them. So then it was like I'd have to start over from square one. And then the other two achievements are you have to complete the story. So you have to finish all the songs. And then the one that's the most challenging one that actually has a two ratio. I know, really? Whoa. A two ratio, I know. Has a two ratio is for getting five stars on all the songs. Uh, and there's a couple of them that are kind of uh, troublesome from the, the guide. Uh the La Bamba apparently is really bad, and the Kids in America is really bad too. But uh, I remember this game fondly. It was it was fun while it lasted, uh, except for they just really didn't program a whole lot of moves into it. Uh, it was it felt like you were just doing the same moves over and over, and I lost interest in a hurry, and that's when I switched over to my alter ego, the Rhino, and <laughs> uh, and uh, because I was just doing the same thing over and over again, and. Uh, I don't know about that three to four completion estimate. I guess that's theoretically possible, but I feel like uh, that's if if you dance for yeah, three hours. probably, probably because at this point I got to go back and redo all the songs that uh, I didn't quite uh, hit when you know I wasn't dance actually dancing, and they the the other problem that you run into is that like there are these little cartoonish chipmunks on the screen which you know are critters and i and they just that. distracted you right 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 not just, but, not just any cartoonish chipmunks alvin simon and theodore that's true yes it's accurate they look a little different than what i remember them looking like they look like they've been 3d'd and and kind of modernized and uh into the modern world but uh wearing all these kind of uh interesting garbs that you might see uh young people wearing today is that the nice way of putting it? Uh, and they have trendy. swag. They have the swag. Let's just say that. They have <laughs> swag. And so, um, but the problem also is, is that these chipmunks, they they don't have the longest arms and legs. Like the legs just kind of come right out of the, the torso and 
uh, you know, the torso keeps continuing down to the ground and, and because of the tail and then the arms aren't very distinguished. So it's actually very, and they're wearing big sweaters, uh, unless you change it. Uh, you can put a wife beater on one, which I of course did. <laughs> of course yeah. you did that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I do vaguely remember that. Uh, but the, and that was out of both personal, uh, interest, but also because, um, the freaking sweaters are big, and so you can't even really see their arms. And so <laughs> it's like you You're have exposing to exposing the poor chipmunk. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so that I can follow them, all right? Because they're wearing these clunky clothes, and their feet aren't really moving much. So you're just basically shifting side to side, and you gotta throw your hands up every once in a while, and and then do a slow spin. And oh my gosh, mm. it, it was just uh, it was just not great it wasn't the best dancing game i've ever seen i, I don't remember. it seems like you couldn't even skip the cut scenes i mean it was just it was just uh had all the wrong things going for it so while on the surface it does seem like a game that i would be greatly interested in i i haven't so if it gives you any indication uh on my friends list so if this is such an easiest game to play and everything, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven people on my friends list who've played this uh, as you might suspect, Triple Triad 777 got the completion on it because, you know, he was just unstoppable in the month of August on dance games. Uh, but Redemption Denied as well. As, I'm sh- no shocker there. But I was a little surprised. Uh, nobody else has the completion. So if this is such an easy game. Why are, uh, you know, ele- nine of my 11 friends unable to uh, get them all? It looks like most people stopped where I stopped. Then a few other uh, tryhards like uh, Big L... He uh, he he almost went all the way. He couldn't get the. He's on the list of ones that couldn't do the five star on every song. Is that a, a big L muffed completion? It is actually. He he couldn't do the the five stars on that. So maybe I'll ask him about that next time we chat, and uh, a couple others. But anyway, so nothing against the game, uh, other than the tracking's terrible, and it was just my initial approach, and I didn't feel like investing that much more time into it to make up for the star. I should have read the achievement list before it started mm. so that I could you know, not have to go back and backtrack, but I was just focused on getting more dance points at that at that stage, and so <laughs> this was too much of an investment. It does look like the three to four hour estimate is by no means a consensus. Uh, if you look at the chart, uh, you've got six estimates for three to four mm. hours, but you've got you know, three estimates, four to five, two estimates, five to six, four estimates, six to eight. So, you know, it's a two big ten spread. To 12. Yeah. Two to ten to twelve. Yeah. yeah, can we talk about the real rock stars, though, with the three, two to three hour estimates? <laughs> no kidding, man. What are they doing? Like, <laughs> I didn't realize there's so many professional dancers on TA, man. What, what's up with that? So More like it, professional chipmunks. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? please, really... please, won't just someone think of the chipmunks? <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, is there any chance I go back and play this? Um. Well, at this point, uh, the TAs. I mean, the I would TAD hate to go different. through. You get three hundred TAD just by wrapping it up, and that's I know, pretty tasty. I, yeah, it's pretty good for the amount of time that this game takes. Because I do have some with five stars. I just don't know that I have it in me to do the five star uh, on all the songs. I, I I I would hate to do all the songs and just get the one hundred and thirty ish. 140-ish TA, and then get to the final part and not be able to conquer Kids in America or La Bamba. I feel like Elroy has nightmares of Kids in America and La Bamba. <laughs> Are they all chipmunked as well? Are they all, like, 
Where the kids in the back? Oh, yeah. That's the oh, other God. thing. Oh, it's so annoying, man. Yeah, that gets old in a hurry, man. They are definitely uh, singing the songs in their own interpretations, and they're all very high-pitched. And that's the story on that one, all uh, right. why I stopped it and everything. So Sounds like that one was properly abandoned but might be returned to. Yeah, I could fire it up. I'm, I'm not see, sure how far I am from the stars. I may fire it up just to look to see what my star count is, and if it's just dreadful I'll, I'll You could just on. keep chipping away at it, really. <laughs> well, next up is uh, Chewie. What, uh, what am I doing? What am I talking about? Ah, well, Mr. X the Hero, Mr. RPG, Mr. I Like Long Complex RPG Games, uh, well-renowned <laughs> Final Fantasies, your uh, Kingdom Hearts. Well, how about your Fables, huh? Tell me, Mr. RPG, why is Fable 3 currently <laughs> sitting at 14 achievements and maybe about, a th- I'd estimate, about a third of the story complete? Hmm? All right. So, uh, let me, I, I'm not dodging the question. The first Fable on original Xbox, I haven't played the anniversary, but I played the crap out of that. I owned like two games on Xbox. Fable was one of them. Loved it. Fable 2 came out. It wasn't as good. Have you guys played the three yes. games? Yeah. Uh, okay. Is there mm-hmm. is there one that was like three games of gold once upon a time? Uh, two and three. Two and three. And three yeah. No, and anniversary. And anniversary, yeah. yeah. Yeah, They all are. Oh. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't look like that I've ever played a Fable, so never mind. I'm thinking of something else, and I don't know what it was. All right, so... I don't know, I got the second one. That was one of the very few games that I, I pre-ordered and bought full price at launch back in the day. Because that came out, when was that? 2000, like late 2008, I think? That was freshman year of college. So like, I was poor. <laughs> so if I got a game 60 bucks at launch, that was a big deal. So I was looking like hella forward to it. And so it just wasn't as good. It didn't suck me in as much as the first one. Uh, but I still enjoyed it. I got decently far in the second one. And then... Fable 3, just, I don't know, man. I saw the trailers for it when it came out. I'm like, this looks, it looks too different. I'm not enjoying it. And ultimately, the short version of the story is that I started playing it and and I didn't like it. Uh, So I just abandoned it because I didn't enjoy it. But there is uh, more to the story, actually. My brother forced me to play it because he's like oh you're gonna like it and there's like dlc for it and he like bought the dlc and we licensed transferred it over he's like oh you got to do this and you got to make it this far and then we'll play the dlc together and the whole thing's co-op and it's great and um this is you know when i was a, a fledging achievement hunter he's like yeah i can help you get a bunch of the gamer score and i just i just didn't like the game and at this point i don't even remember what i didn't like about it it's just one of those, like, you've held the grudge for so long that you don't know why, but you continue holding it. I just, I did not enjoy Fable 3, and I, I don't think I played it for very long. I think I only made it through, like, two dungeons. Yeah, well, I think you put, like I say, you did about a third of the story, I, w- I would estimate. Oh, really? You got up to the point where the main character has uh, been banished from the Okay, the, I do remember court, that, actually. And then is kind of building up some followers to... Uh, claimed the throne from his uh, his or her evil brother and you've got you've got major swift who's the kind of army captain to join your cause after a, a major battle with some uh what do they call hollow men and that's pretty you know that's 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 at the point where i say the story starts to kind of pick up go figure um, but i would say that i think you're probably not entirely unique in your feelings in that fable three is considered maybe 
a weaker point in the series um, by quite a few people, myself included. And I, I, I'm kind of with you in that I adored Fable 1. I quite liked Fable 2 and I thought it was decent, but I felt like it was kind of lacking in some of the areas that made the first one great. And then Fable 3, a lot of the magic, I think, was lost for me as well. And also I was kind of wise at that point to Peter Molyneux, who is the guy that that created these games. I was wise to his tricks, uh, (laughs) which was that he tended to oversell a game and what he was trying to achieve in the game during the development. And then when it released, it tended to not include the vast majority of the promises that he made. Like, uh, you know, the, the, the famous one is that you could plant a seed in, uh, in one of the Fable games. And then as the game progressed, that seed would grow into a tree. Uh, so you would watch it, uh, you know, grow and develop. And that, that was never that was never on <laughs> the table. That's not a thing. <laughs> no, it's not a thing. You did remind me of one other thing that, again, it's been years since I played this now. But there was like some weird gating that I didn't like. Like it called itself an open world game. But it really wasn't. It was pretty scripted. I remember, like, I just wanted to go explore. It was a, you can't go explore. You need, like, a key or something. Is that ringing any bells? Um, well, yeah, like, yeah, because you get kind of banished at the beginning, your uh, freedom to explore is quite limited because you're uh, persona non gratis uh, for uh, the beginnings of the game. And then once you've built up a bit of a following and you, well, go back to the city to reclaim the throne, or, or to claim the throne, rather, um, at that point, the game kind of opens up to you. Um, okay. That's, that is quite deep into the game. My my big problem with this game is the structure and the way and, and kind of this, the, that gating is part of that. Um, I think it's a very weirdly structured game. If you'd got further in it, you would have seen that, I think, uh, and probably disliked it even more. So <laughs> maybe right. you were right to drop it. it, it it's okay, but so, I have problems uh, with it. All right, so I, I need y'all's help on this. So obviously, I know nothing about Fable. Uh, I've never played it. Never had any interest in playing it. So uh, you keep talking about Fable one, two, and three, and how Fable three was kind of a letdown and all this and that. Kind of a letdown. So uh, what what is going on with this series? It seems like they're just uh, kind of cashing checks at this point. We got Fable two pub games, Fable <laughs> coin golf. Fable Heroes, Fable the Journey, Fable Fortune, Fable Anniversary, Fable this, Fable that. Um, surely you can't say that Fable 3 was a low point when you have a game called Fable 2 Pub Games and Fable Coin Golf uh, on the on the series, if you will. I think you would actually quite enjoy the Fable games, Elroy, because they are very funny. Uh, they have a lot of humor, quite British humor. I was going to um, say, kind of yep, it's very much just dumb British humor that is yeah. right up Elroy's alley. Yeah, <laughs> and that element of it, I think, is where the game really shines, more so than the kind of RPG and gameplay elements, the fighting, mm-hmm. the magic. Meh, none of it is particularly mind-blowing or great. Uh, but the kind of story, the world, the characters, and the humor are really quite well-loved. And I think that it rode on those coattails quite a lot. And everyone was kind of anticipating the next Fable installments because it's it's a nice, fun, friendly world uh, w- with lots of kind of colour in it and, and humour. So I think, and, and yes, it, it's a Microsoft property. So of course they were milking the heck out of it. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to yeah. probably get my feet wet with this game. I actually have plans to play some Fable because I, I just fired up Microsoft Jigsaw 
and so you can download a fable celebration pack of some sort and it has fewer pieces than all the other puzzles when you are doing the harder puzzles so i'm going to get my introduction to fable through microsoft jigsaw so i'm not sure where that rates in comparison to <laughs> I fable suspect two that, uh, pub games and fable yeah, point I'm golf not- not thinking you're no. <laughs> I don't think you're that's, fabling it up right that's there. That's not the experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, let you know. Stay tuned. I, yeah, I'm looking forward to the new one personally. I don't I don't know about UX if you would if you yeah, would go I, back I into definitely, the world. I will jump back into it. Playground games, they know how to make an open world, that's for damn sure. Mm. So And I think that they can manage expectations a bit better than Peter Molyneux used to be able to. <laughs> yeah, I like that like, hey, it exists. So you're not getting any details, we'll tell you when it's closer. I I mean we saw what happened with Halo so it's probably good that they're just it we'll we'll get there. How do I delicately word uh my extreme disappointment for you Mr. Chewbacca that you have abandoned uh this particular game which would be Star Wars the Force Unleashed 2 <laughs> which has a wookiee in it so uh, Mr. 560 gamer score and 33 out of 58 achievements. Why the heck did you abandon a Star Wars game? Did I abandon it? Did I really? Yes, I think you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty clear you did. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, I did actually complete the game, or rather beat the game. The main story, though? The main story is complete. Okay. There is no actual... I, I think I did it on... Is it on easy? Easy difficulty, and you mm. chose the light side ending. Oh, no, you do have both. Yeah, you, it's one of those reload the end checkpoint and you can do the alternate. It's, yeah, it's one of those terrible decision-based games where nothing you do in the game makes any difference apart <laughs> gotcha. from that final choice. <laughs> Are you a baddie or a goodie? You did come back the next day and throw some bowling balls, apparently. Yeah, I right? saw. I see that. Yep. I like Elroy yeah. has this game pulled up, too. Yeah. So I believe, and I might be wrong in thinking that, that that particular achievement, and again, we're coming back to silly challenges, the bowling ball one, I believe, maybe appeared in... I want to say Warboats, the last iteration of Warboats on TA. Well, that's weird or because you did a second achievement for cleanup too. So uh, was that in a separate contest as well? Uh, which one? I don't know. You, you beat the game and then all of a sudden the next day you, you logged back in and did two two achievements for cleanup. You did well, because that's the, the one face. I was going for. That's the, that, the I, I missed the opportunity. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So you had one later in the game on Warboats. Yes, so the strike achievement is for killing three stormtroopers with a bowling ball. Um, and what I'd done is I think when I came back to the game, I realized I'd actually gone past that point or somehow fudged it. So I had to complete the game, then go back and get to that point where I could uh, redo that achievement. Gotcha. The reason I haven't gone back to it since is because, you know, and I want to, and I think I can, and I think it's very completable, probably. Uh, a lot of people have completed it, uh, relatively speaking. I just, it's it's not a very good game. <laughs> um, this sounds familiar. This is coming as a Star Wars fan. I think both the Star Wars Force Unleashed games are, they're okay kind of action-adventure hack-and-slash games. Their storyline in the first one is acceptable. Um it kind of ticks all the boxes and it brings in, you know, the, the main characters. Uh, well, I mean, Darth Vader shows up and a few kind of ancillary characters uh, as well. Although I, I do have a problem with that first one is in that the first level is you literally massacring Wookiees, which you can do. <laughs> in, I remember that, actually. You can do it infinitely as well. They are infinite spawning Wookiees. <laughs> so you can spend the first level literally 
massacring thousands and thousands of Wookiees, which <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just terrible. Um, are they the, are they the normal Wookiees or the baby Wookiees? They are the fully grown Wookiees, of which there is only one kind. You, you, I know what you're trying to get at, and I won't rise to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the uh, in the first one, you are playing the secret apprentice of Darth Vader. Okay, I'm getting nerdy on you because you picked a Star Wars game, so you have to listen to this now. I would expect nothing less. For the record, I played the first one, and mm. I rather enjoyed it. I didn't play yes. the second one. So the first one, it's it is good enough, and it's good enough because it's you know it's an okay story. You're playing this secret apprentice of uh, Darth Vader, uh, who's obviously being raised to you know believe in the the dark side and the power of the evil side of the Force, and and you know work on for the Empire. But then along the way, realizes that uh, maybe his thinking is a little bit flawed, ends up helping out the Resistance, and then at the very end of the game, has to then make this choice of whether he betrays his new allies the resistance to join uh, rejoin darth vader or see the error in his ways and uh join the resistance and strike against uh, darth vader and in doing so if i'm remembering correctly spoiler alert sacrifice himself that's great and and the fun of that first one is the kind of hack and slash and powers element because you are kind of this overpowered jedi type who can you know it's the force powers it's picking people up by the neck using your force grip and then throwing them into a you know a laser field and i remember the lightning the lightning was cool force lightning yeah being able to basically kind of fly and do all of these crazy things and massacre you know hundreds of wookies and (laughs) stormtroopers um using your powers that's fun it is a fun game uh, and the second, the the problem with the second one, I think, is that it just adds absolutely nothing in any sense whatsoever. It feels like a bit of a cash in because the first one was actually then very popular. So they kind of then felt like they needed to rush out a second one. And the story in the second one is just abysmal, nonsensical nonsense. <laughs> it, it basically retcons what makes the first one good because it, it does this terrible thing of making uh, you discover that, again, spoiler alert, the character you played in the first one is only one of many clones. So, you know, oh, we've got this problem in that we need to make a sequel to this game that's suddenly very popular and we kind of need to carry on the story, but we killed off the main character. So what can we do about that? I know. Let's pretend that he's just one of a load of clones. So we'll just activate (laughs) another of his clones, even though it's not the same guy, right? It's it's the same character, but with none of the none of the memories, none of the backstory from that first game. Just so you can bring back the same actor and continue the story. (laughs) I think there is a weird thing where he somehow like has this bleeding effect, like kind of in um, the Assassin's Creed games where he kind of semi-half knows the, the the memories in the background of the original version from the first game, but not fully. And it's a really short, really kind of thrown-together game in comparison to the first one. And it really, really just overplays some elements of it, like the, um, the kind of faux romance he has with this uh, female character that, again, was in the first game. But they just really, really push it to the limit of acceptability. Um, I, I think I remember playing it and just kind of resenting the whole thing and just thinking this yeah. is just a really cheap, forced cash grab of a sequel compared to the first one. I, I think quite a lot of people like it, but but I really think, meh, I'd rather it didn't exist. 
Um, gotcha. It's I'm, actually it's another one is on my short list because I did enjoy the first one and I got the second one, Games with Gold. So I would mm. like to go back eventually, or not go back, but go back to the series, I guess. I just I feel like every kind of interaction that it, that the main character has in the game doesn't feel very well, doesn't feel earned. Uh, you know, he hasn't gone through the journey that the character went through in the first game. He's just a clone that just turns up and you're supposed to somehow care about just because he looks the same. Gotcha. Um, So my biggest question here, there is an achievement called Don't Let the Wookiee Win (laughs) for defeating Han Solo and Chewie. Um, And that's part of the DLC, which you haven't played. And it's like, how did you not play the DLC featuring you? They didn't give you like a free review code or something of your own DLC? No, I I do own the DLC. I got it, you know, long ago in one of the many May the 4th related sales that they do for Star Wars games. The simple answer to that, and it is a simple answer, is that I'm probably saving it for something special. <laughs> All right, we can... It, you know, we, we're famous around, you know, the community for uh, hitting specific milestones and trying to use fitting achievements those milestones Ooh, oh no i hope i didn't just ruin something no well, one listened to this i have never <laughs> made any of those big plans i've never hit a milestone with any kind of special achievement but i feel like if i ever make it to a million let's say uh, i feel like that would probably be a good way to go I'm not, seems, i haven't locked it in but funny. i'm kind of <laughs> sitting on it thinking that that's probably going to be a thing so this seems like another one where it wasn't quite abandoned just sort of temporarily tossed aside yeah i think i got from it what i wanted i finished the main story i got my war boat achievement or whatever it was and then i kind of thought i will complete it when something gives me a good reason to and that thing hasn't yet come around Uh, gotcha uh, and if i was going to play a star wars game i would much rather play one of the new ones which uh has also been kind of sitting there waiting to be played (laughs) all right well, moving right along. Uh, Chewy, why don't you tell Elroy his second game? Oh, dang, yeah. I forgot. I ain't gone twice. I know. We got like another half hour with just Elroy. <laughs> oh, man. So, Mr. Roy. Hit yeah, hit me with it. I know how much of a fan you are of bro shooters. I do like a good bro shooter. You do man. like a good bro shooter. You're a bro. <laughs> you like shooting. Gears of bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Bros of war. Yeah. Yeah. Bros of two it's funny you should mention bros of two because (laughs) you say that and yet i can see that bros of two the devil's cartel (laughs) you have uh got 19 achievements in and you've got up to completing chapter five of i think maybe nine or ten so you're about halfway through that campaign Mm. which you have abandoned now for two years (laughs) <laughs> those poor bros they're just hiding yeah, in cover just, i know that's so right please tell me why why have these bros been abandoned man that's that's tough man i, I do love a good bro shooter i do I'm, i've got to pull up here you're right i, I didn't realize it's been two years now um closer to three if we're being honest yeah it's, june 2018 it's, yeah it's it's that's something man that's uh um well let me see if i can remember here uh this one I was playing it and I was enjoying it. Um, I was missing a lot of the achievements along the way. Uh, I think is really what it came down to. So uh, I I can't remember why I started. I guess because I like the original Bros of War, 
Um, or bros, bros, bros of two, <laughs> bros of two, not bros of war. Yeah, uh, I've I've abandoned many of those games, um, but uh, <laughs> the uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a bunch of cumulative uh, achievements that I haven't quite got around to, and it seems like I spent a good thirty minutes destroying cars, and I can't get the destroyed <laughs> cars on the pop, and five hundred targets killed while in cover. It, it says I should have popped those by now. Like if you look through the walkthrough. It's like, you know, they generally go in order kind of a thing. And so uh, when you're going through this, it's like, you should have probably done this by now. Uh, and so I popped the first two, and then I missed the next four. And then I got the next one. And then I got the next one. And then I missed one. Then I got two. Then I missed two. Then I got one. It's just real inconsistent. Got three, missed two, got one, two, missed one got one and then that just stopped i was just like this is the thing is with this game is that i believe if i remember correctly you do have to complete it twice once on normal and once on the hardest difficulty Mm -hmm. so you would get those cumulative stuff you know eventually you don't have to worry about it no one's gonna play it twice (laughs) matching the walkthrough (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it just i don't know i just felt like i was missing everything like i'm like i should be doing much better in this game by now and it just wasn't happening for me. And then if you f- pull up, oh, I know, I, I guess I did do that one. Yep. Then I missed another one, and then I got another one, and I, uh, another two, and oh, that uh, no. I, so I basically, don't... you were only playing this game for achievements, not for your love for bros. Yeah, that's probably that's pretty accurate. So I think uh, also there's this thing, there's this phenomenon when you get when you're reading a uh, a uh, walkthrough where you get you see the achievement listed there, and then you see. You're starting the next section, and then you just keep scrolling. And you're like, "Oh my god, I gotta play this thing forever before I get my next achie- my next fix here." And so I wasn't patient enough. Uh, it looks like I put it down when I had to go through five, six, six whole chapters without getting anything. God forbid. Uh, <laughs> so, and then if you go the next chapter after that, there's seven more chapters, and then you get one, and then. After that, it's another five, and then you... I mean, it's just like, they became a lot more infrequent. Not that they were infrequent for me, because I was missing them all. So, uh, it was just a disaster from the start. I don't know what I was doing wrong. I don't know. This is like a, I'd say, (laughs) eight to ten hour maximum That's something I don't think it's known for being a long game. (laughs) It's a short game. Yeah, Yeah. like, I have no idea why why I kept missing everything. Uh, I think it was also the background. Like, you had to search for some things, if I'm not mistaken, and I couldn't get it to... I couldn't find things because the backgrounds was getting lost in them. I don't know. I think you're you're overthinking this game. This game is a (laughs) very, very stupid dumb fun <laughs> just go through the shooter. level and shoot stuff <laughs> yeah literally oh, yeah. literally you if you went through the, le- the levels and just shot everything you would probably get 80 <laughs> to 90 percent of the achievements without even thinking well, uh, i don't know maybe maybe i read ahead in the ta guy and i found out about them like raping a gila monster or something i mean they raped a panda in the first one so why <laughs> you know, why why not i mean so i mean i don't know what to put it past them so i didn't want to see a poor gila monster uh get uh you know a bad way or anything so uh, yeah uh, the mysterious panda scene from the first one. That's it. <laughs> Scarred X. <laughs> these, these games are all co-op games. Did you play it with anyone? Or, or no, I, I, just I, him and the rhino. 
Yeah, but I, I, this is in the days before. I mean, I still don't do uh, boosting too terribly often, but this is definitely the days before I did it really at all. And uh, so, no, I never played this with anybody ever. So it looks like uh, yeah, it would probably be the way to go because maybe I wouldn't have missed half the two-thirds of the freaking achievements that I'm supposed to pop along the way here. Yeah. So Well, one of the achievements you haven't earned is to complete a mission with a human partner. So. Other than the <laughs> intro, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. So it's just highlighting the fact that you uh, you have no friends and no one likes you, really. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah it's called Army of Two when you play. play <laughs> I'm Army of One, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it sounds like I need to log in as a guest account and then knock out an easy stage if I'm if I'm capable of doing that. But uh yeah, this this is one that I probably if I went back to it, I'd have to relearn all the controls for there's all kinds of controls. Just shoot. Shoot. Trigger. Right trigger. Yeah. Shoot yeah, gun. Left trigger. Doors, Aim. To... <laughs> ah, shoot. But yeah, that's a good one. I don't you know, I wish I could remember exactly. I just remember getting really frustrated with it and I think it's because of the achievement thing. Uh like the missing half of them and then seeing that there was like a long drought ahead of me so i just kind of like packed it in and i think it's been long enough that if you went back and you just let that stuff go you just <laughs> sat back and en- enjoyed the ride uh you might be pleasantly surprised well you might be right i, I may have to uh check this one out again not, it, not saying uh, it's a good game it's it's a terrible i mean it's, it's oh a very, no but yeah. I, I was enjoying it i mean it's it's dumb it's very dumb <laughs> well i mean what do you expect when you buy a game called you know bro of two the devil's cartels <laughs> oh i just have one question if it's a third person shooter with two bros does that make it a sixth <laughs> person shooter that's right <laughs> three three people per all right yeah well the last game on uh our new segment which it's going longer than I thought. It's yeah. going longer than I thought, but I mean, hopefully it's entertaining enough. Um, That's right. I'll, I'll edit out at least half. Yeah. He's going to make it sound like Albert and the Chipmunks, and I'll speed it up. Oh, right? that would be fantastic. No, please don't do that. Please don't do that. All right. Elroy, tell me yeah. for our finale, what yeah. game do I have to talk about? Um. Well, I tried to pick one for you that um, in case you wanted to go back, that I thought it, you would derive some form of pleasure in it. And uh, the game has sticks and balls in it. And the game is Stick Bowl, a dodgeball adventure. <laughs> and the reason I chose this for you uh, is because I know that you are the retired sort and that you have no interest usually in going back and playing games. But I think that if you should revisit this one because I know you and Kelsey like to play games together. And this is a game where you can play local co-op. And it's it seems like it would be fun. I didn't play with anybody. but I just, uh, Yeah, I didn't play with a soul. I, but it seems like you would... Uh, y'all, would y'all might enjoy revisiting this game. So anyhow, but uh, right now you stand at half the game score. So you got 520. It looks like you just ran through it and played it on easy and beat the storyline. Uh, and then you never went back to any of the other uh, difficulties or anything like that. But you clocked in a, a massive three hours <laughs> uh, of game time in it. And uh, so not not too terribly bad. Uh, you were really good at catching shots for some reason. Um, so you're really good at doing shots. Um, <laughs> Damn straight. <so. laughs> All right. So I actually, uh, you, you know me, man. What can I say? So <laughs> I bought this one probably on a sale. Probably for points or for GTAS mm. back in those dark days. Um, 
but it just kind of sat because it wasn't one that I was actively like I didn't want to play it you know what I mean I, I bought it for a purpose um, but then Kelsey was going through my games because she's like we need a new game to play we, you know so mm-hmm. I said go ahead find one I got 500 to choose from take your time <laughs> um, and she picked this one she's like oh a dodgeball dodgeball game could be fun and ultimately like it has the, the round circle arena it wasn't at all what we thought it was going to be but <laughs> You're absolutely right. We started playing it. We had a good time. Uh, my first maybe, like I, I have my list up now. I'm trying to figure it out. Maybe like five achievements we did mm-hmm. co-op. And then the campaign or story mode, whatever you want to call it, it just got kind of difficult, even on easy mode. So she bailed out and wasn't interested. <laughs> so I tried doing it solo and I made it through like three or four more rounds, um, getting like the, the bonus mission or the Easter egg, whatever. And then going through, and then it just, it got hard. Yeah. <laughs> it, even on easy mode, it just got difficult. The so stick I, got hard. I got you. <laughs> so I was like, well, what if I don't do, you know, the the extra objective and just try and, uh-huh. you know, beat the opponent? I couldn't even do that. So it was one of those that if I don't just uninstall this game, if I don't just put it down, I'm going to break a controller. Um and I have, you know, plenty of stock to go through, but they're expensive, man. So <laughs> basically, this was a, a self-aware rage quit before it turned into a, a screaming temper tantrum kind of rage quit. I feel like I went out on a high note. I did enjoy the game. Kelsey and I did actually reinstall it later and go back and just play a couple matches just, you mm-hmm. know, with, with uh, the computer. But it, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't one that we stuck with. It was, that was fun. Let's try it again later, and then we did, and okay, now I remember why I uninstalled that. And I never actually did go back to the story mode, because I, I know myself better that if I was getting that frustrated, it's all going to come back. <laughs> I don't well, like being angry. Well, you, you speak to, or you spoke of the difficulty of it, but yet you actually have one of, there's several, I mean, all kinds of achievements you're missing, and then you're missing uh, about 10, 10 achievements, and so you actually have the third most challenging uh, achievement in the game it has the third highest ratio, which is uh, for throwing 20 lucky stingers. Man, that took me forever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I played this game for eight hours and seven minutes. You've played it for two hours and 46 minutes, and we both have the same number of stingers at 22. <laughs> so I, I don't yeah, know. I remember You're doing that, that one. right? <laughs> there was a way. Um, I'm clicking on the guide now. One of the guides, did I thumb it up? Yes, I did. It just tells you there's a, a quick way to. To boost this, basically. Um, so I, I did. I just boosted against myself. Look at that. There's a comment from Big L. Um, yeah, the second <laughs> player also counts. So if you can time it right, basically, you can just get one on controller one and then another one on controller two and mm-hmm. just back and forth. So I had good luck with that one and catching. And yeah, you're right. I did shamelessly grind out a couple achievements after I abandoned the campaign. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, these dodgeball games, it takes real tenacity to be number one in the in the world in gamer score on uh, dodgeball genre. I'm of just course. saying. You know, I almost picked a dodgeball game for one of yours. Like, <laughs> I, I I hit a wall basically, and I quit because I am a quitter and I didn't feel like persevering. It was a mutual abandonment, and my hard drive space thanks me for it. <laughs> All right. Well, so. it's just really what I heard was it's Kelsey's fault. She bailed on you. And, what? Yeah, Kelsey was like, "I don't like this game. I uninstall <laughs> it." That's the real version. Yeah, that was that was nice of you to protect her like that. I try, yeah. man. I try. <laughs> so you, you, you've completed this game, uh, Mr. Elroy. I see. I have. Yeah, uh, I have. Is it? And I have only just started it and and then walked away, as as with so many other things. Uh, is it <laughs> worth 
coming back to? Because wh- um, why? How do you have a dodgeball adventure? What makes this more than just a, a boring? You know what? Game? Let me. I'm going to interrupt Elroy. Though I will say, <laughs> um, we invited a friend over once, pre-COVID, of course, when we were allowed to have friends over, and the three of us played it, and it actually was a lot of fun. Just a, a three-player party. I think there's what six characters in the round. Mm-hmm. So we just randomized, you know, it ended up being like three versus, you know, zero or two V one, but it actually was a lot of fun as a, as a party game. So there is definitely appeal there. If you are able to do that. I, I fired this back up when I decided to go for the number one, uh, in gamer score in the genre of dodgeball in the world. So this was a loose end. I need to tie up. And so <laughs> I remember the, the palpable excitement that I incurred when, I believe I beat it on all-star difficulty and somehow it stacked on the higher difficulty or vice versa. And I wasn't expecting that one. I was like, man, I got to go through this again because I was really pleased as punch when I got, when I got the first one. And then all of a sudden it popped the second one. I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) So if you look at it, you see that I popped both of the difficulty based ones on the 24th of October. So I don't know if I accidentally chose the harder difficulty or if what was going on, that was just an error on the Xbox, but, um, and then that automatically popped the other one. So it's like all three of them just kind of popped all at once. And I, because you get it for the last characters for beating the highest difficulty. Uh, and so it was quite a, uh, a rush there because I thought I had to go through a whole other playthrough and bam, all three of them just like that. And so, uh, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. So I did it like that. That's the, thing i remember most about the game it's fun it got too tough for me so i bailed out but it's not a it's not a bad game by any means it is good at what it sets out to do but i i gave up (laughs) that brings us to the end of the pilot episode of abandonment issues let us know what you guys think in uh you know discord or comments or however the heck you guys give feedback yeah any closing words from you guys I would like, before the next time we do this, to see that, Elroy, you have finished the story in Army of Two. Ooh, <laughs> challenge mode. I like it. Oh, man. Okay, I'll, uh, if I can get ahead a in the count on my uh, G-test uh, obligations, then uh, uh, I'll, I'll uh, explore those. That is an opportunity, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it would it actually would fit in because I am currently, boy, I've been sitting here grinding bombs and blocks on Bomberman for days, and uh, so then I could actually use my 360 because it doesn't knock me off of yeah uh, mm-hmm. Xbox One. So yeah, that, and you, you get the catharsis doable. of shooting hundreds of guys in the face, <laughs> <laughs> for sure, and getting sure. easy achievements. At least it's not shoot a million people in the face because you know who would do that for an achievement, right? Yeah, totally a, not a million Bomber for man. anything. Yeah, a million of anything. Right? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to um, us ramble, if we're being honest. I had fun. I hope you guys did, and I hope <laughs> listeners did as well. So, yeah, I will see you around right after I tell you the top three domestic cat breeds. Number three, Maine Coon. Number two, <laughs> Bengal. And number one, Siamese. Ah, uh, two. I-, I haven't prepared one of these. I forgot oh. that we did them. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, you know, I got the top three posters that I have hanging on my wall that are all from a Nintendo Power. Number three, F-Zero. Number two, Mortal Kombat. Number one, Metroid. They all came from a Nintendo Power. They had those little fold-out posters. Cool. Anybody? 
Nope, nobody. No. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you. Bye. See you. Take this out. Hello, I'm Waka Pale, welcoming you to Waka's Weird Wonders. Ever played Mr. Pumpkin Adventures? You probably have if you've been chasing Gamerscore for a while. Cotton Games' surreal point-and-click was one of the infamous quick completions back in 2017, before the floodgates of easy Gamerscore games opened and flooded the Xbox with super quick and easy Gamerscore. In 2019, Cotton Games' latest release on Xbox, Alien Cruise, is neither quick nor easy by today's standards, with 13 achievements worth 1000 game score, 2000 TA, and a completion estimate of 4 to 5 hours. Alien Cruise is a bizarre shoot 'em up with cartoony hand drawn graphics and wild variety of environments and enemies. It is no walk in the park, but it is fairly easy by shoot 'em up standards. And if you are good at them, Alien Cruise should be an easy completion with no missable achievements as long as you do not skip the ending video. You can technically miss the complete a level without taking damage achievement, but it is super easy in the tutorial level and has a ratio of 1.0. Chances are you have Alien Cruise in your collection as it is frequently on sale and bundled with the far more popular but way worse Mr. Pumpkin adventure. 156 of 1250 gamers on TA has the completion, which I found a surprisingly low completion rate. It is an enjoyable shoot'em up, but it has some technical flaws, the biggest issue being an end game boss being practically impossible if you don't get to it with an upgraded ship, as invisible attacks will kill you before you can defeat the boss if you restart the fight from the checkpoint. The game also frequently crashed while I played while loading a level. This barely set me back as I could just reboot the game and choose the level again, but it is annoying. It might have been the expectations set from Mr. Pumpkin's adventure, but I had a way better time with Alien Cruise than I expected. It is not great by any means, but I enjoyed the two evenings I spent with Alien Cruise. Have a nice day everyone!